cliffcentral.com Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bayo Bear, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tao I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win Anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. I know Leanne can't wait, so go on, Leanne. Bring it up. Hi, Mbolelo. Why are you so late? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, it's a super boring excuse, but my Uber guy says he got lost. Okay. Wow, you you um, live around the corner. Mbolelo, there are no excuses. First I totally agree. I totally agree. You should have planned into your day the fact that the the driver might have got lost. So you should have got up. No, well, you should have called him at five. You're right. (laughs) No, there are no excuses. You should have called him at five. And I I hope, you know, I'm going to let you off this time. But I do hope sincerely that from, from Monday, you call your Uber driver at five. Welcome to sports fans. Listen, if you're going to take a, a douchebag position in life, you are going to have to wear one of those. I mean, let's have a look at Ryan and James. Extremely proud of themselves in the back there. You see, we've got two uh, super handsome guys in studio here. Uh, we'll bring them in in a bit. But Ryan and James, obviously, uh, if you haven't heard of him, a guy called Gareth Cliff, he has a show. I'm on it every day. Uh, pretty lucky to get to do that every single day. It's, it's a wild world that I get to hang out with Gareth Cliff for two hours. But those two guys are unbelievably happy because I am intolerant of lateness. Uh, and on that day, I mean, you know, I was there like 10 minutes before, which is late by my standards. Uh, ironic that it was another Uber situation. Well, I mean, irony would be at least I pitched, you know what I mean? But, but okay, I, I, you, you know what? Let me not deflect. I, I, it's This is about me. i got to wear this one. And that was well played, guys. Late, <laughs> late is late. Is late! Yeah. James! you got to give those Uber drivers a bit more warning than usual. Oh, Ryan, we can't hear you. I mean, what's, uh, what's going on there? I'm, I'm saying you just have to give the Uber drivers a bit more warning than usual. Yeah, I got you. Because, you know, they get lost around the streets of Ravonia. <sighs> I don't live in Ravonia. I live in Morningside, but I hear you there. Um, <laughs> just yeah. one question, sorry, it's... before you do move on. Yeah. Um, so, Ben, who was uh, one of the other guys in that video. Yes. Um, he had said after Leanne had asked you why you were late. Yeah. Um, can you imagine the uh, mouthful that that Uber driver got that morning? Did you give him a mouthful? And are those words child friendly? Um, so I'm not big on swearing, but I did have a word with him to say, "Pal, what's going on here?" Plus, I tried to call you. Why aren't you answering your phone? Because now, if I cancel, it's another like five minutes to get an Uber. You know, I called you at half past. How are you only getting here when it said five minutes? So uh, I had a word with him. He wasn't happy about it. I probably got a two rating. Speaking of which, by the way, you know, we'll get into the whole Uber thing because we got guests here. We might as well talk to them. Yeah. So I was not happy with the guy. Did he get a one star rating? You better believe it. Oh, I'm, I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he also got a mouthful about how to live his best life. No, nah, because like you know what? I'm not that guy. I'm not like, I'm not that guy. You do your job. I must do my job. My job's the paying part. You should just stick to the app. Let me know kind of thing. But all right, look, that's fine because I have another part of this to kind of talk about as well. Great editing there, James. Great calling me out, by the way. 
No. And you are so happy about it. No, <laughs> look, it's 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 just what I do. You know, the last time someone was late or something similar happened, someone lost 6K. The last time? You know. How many times were there? A couple. All right. That voice you hear in the studio. Uh, I got two, two great guys with me there. And this is so linked. Hey, time links us all, right? Yes, that can be for a Sagittarius believing yoga person. But also in literal, if you're late, stuff will be linked to a gym session where a guy was paying 6,000 rand and then you're late in the last session and now you got to pay the 6,000 rand. So, Brad Phillips, uh, what's happening? Hey, gents. Yeah? Good, yeah. I love that shade was thrown and he only mentioned one time that yeah. he was late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was every other time. No, but, you know, I think it's <laughs> it's it's just that guy, it's his time in the sun. Yes. And you got I, I got to let him have it, you know? Great job, James. Yeah, great job, Jimbo, uh, calling me out there. Uh, next to him, uh, Brad, otherwise you're good, eh? I mean, yeah. I just presume you're good. Like, your, your life's... Hey, you're in good shape, dude. Like, I've seen, I haven't really seen you, like, outside of the gym where I'm dying. Mm. No, ask Devin if I'm in good shape. Oh, that's, that's boy. That's a bit of a lie at the moment. Last three months for this man. Eh? Uh-oh. <laughs> Not Uh-oh. so good, eh? All right, the Not Devin the he's talking I've about... I've seen him in better neck. Yeah, uh, Devin... Uh, possibly Iron Man. Possibly... Android, I don't know if he's human because some of the stuff I've seen this guy doing in the gym, I'm like, oh my goodness, what's the, what's this one here? Head on. I saw, I saw him hitting it just like, holy smokes, when am I getting to that level? Give it 10 years. Devin Miller, what's happening, Paul? Good, thanks for having me on the show. Hey, come Making on. Making me blush already in the first. Uh, no, no, but that's, that's mad. Those are mad scenes because, I mean, uh, there was the one time with Brad where, I mean, it's either stairs or um, what, the what, what bike. bike. Yeah. And I said, oh, what about that thing? And he's like, I mean, he was trying to be nice, you know, like, we'll no, no, there. you're in decent sh- shape. He was trying to be like a good oak. And I just, I saw you just ripping it. I'm like, holy smokes. Yeah. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Those assault bikes, one of the most underutilized piece of kits. Assault bikes, huh? Yeah. It's so, so good. All right. <clears throat> Devin is here because he's about to do something absolutely mental. But we, we're going to talk about it. Dev, honestly, guys, thank you for your time. Brad. As always, awesome to have you here. We'll talk a little bit about performance, mindset. Uh, Dev's got 100K coming up. We'll talk about that. Uh, and then we got plenty of stuff. Listen, Brazil yesterday on fire. A guy called a tax avoiding human who's now living in Monaco, probably every yacht. He's got friends, great cornrows. Lewis Hamilton is on another level after yesterday. Just on another level. We've got Spike Ballantyne in about an hour and we'll break all of that down. I'm looking forward uh, to talking about that and much, much more. On the other side, a gripe I have with people in service, now that James has brought up my Uber situation, we'll talk about that and I want to hear everybody's uh, kind of thing because Gareth Cliff and I were discussing it this morning and I have my own take on do you tip if the service is bad. All right, this is the MKT Show. It's a Monday. I'm back on carbs. I'm back on carbs. I'm just saying. Like, it's important that I say that more often, you know? I'm back on carbs. I wasn't on carbs. No, you know? Got yesterday. Great moment for me. Or two days ago on the weekend. I'm walking. I'm walking. Just, uh, you know, douchebag in the northern suburbs of Joburg. I'm walking. I'm in a mall. I'm walking. Walking. Looking at people. Oh, that's nice. Can't afford that. Oh, that's nice. I wonder who eats there. And then I saw a guy. Dutch oven or Dutch? No, that's a whole. No, that's thing. something completely different. <laughs> Dutch baker. Okay, I fair. I've Dutch, Dutch oven. Something that James and his missus do sometimes. <laughs> well, James and Ryan actually. It could be James and Ryan. <laughs> Maybe why James's missus doesn't visit so often. Dutch baker, I think the guy's called. Uh, Morningside Shopping Centre. They have little markety vibes on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. 
Walk downstairs, this guy, fresh loaf. Sourdough is my favorite. Let me get in there. Unbelievable. So, Brad, I'm back on, you know, you said I've got to get back on the cobs. And look at how much better you are right now. More vibe. You're not shining at people anymore. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've calmed down. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not as, yeah, carbs. You've got to eat carbs. Dev, I don't know if you know this. Carbs are king. <laughs> I, I, I live, live, live on carbs. Pasta, pizza, bread. How, my go-to. How many, how many times a week are you doing pizza? Huh? Pizza. Like I stick, try to stick to once, once a week. Really? It's tough. You, so you're just mowing like pasta, pizza every day? Not every day. Luckily, my missus keeps me in check, but yeah. asks if it was up to me. Pizza, pasta, breads. Now, listen, I, we don't need to say who her name was, but your lady is like a full-on athlete as well, hey? Like, yeah, that's think... not mucking about. I, I was like... Because, let, let me quickly tell the story. Um, on Friday, I, I had a little softy, softy session. I couldn't train, but I was at the gym anyway. Yeah. I bumped into you, and there was a lady. I was like, wow, that lady looks athletic. What, what is she doing? And there's a rowing challenge at Gold's yes. Gym. And I was like, huh? Who's that lady? Is she also a rower? Because I didn't know who she was at the time, by the way. Then she starts hitting it. I'm like, oh my God, that looks awful, what she's doing. Like, pushing herself to the max. And then I realized, wow. Then, then I only realized, oh, it's uh, uh, my man's lady. You know, they're in a relationship. I thought, if they have kids, androids. <laughs> androids, full on. Just animals, which, like them, Elon Musk, we're sending them to fight the aliens. That's what's going to happen. What number would we give your kid? Number. Elon Musk is what, uh, Alpha, Beta, 24-7. Ryan, as the king of pop culture, uh, Elon Musk once tried to name his kids um, sort of, kind of looks a little bit like, I don't want to be racist, but kind of Japanese-y, writing-y uh, kind of name, but he wanted to name it like an alien name because obviously he's from a different planet. Not sure if you know what number that baby was. Uh, are you talking about Elon Musk? Yeah. Jeez. Um, <laughs> it's Zaya something 12. 12, hey? Okay, that's fine. That's all I needed. I don't know. I heard it translated to Kyle. To Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know. That would be disappointing for Elon Musk. This, no, but this, this is what happens when you, when you mix, like, one of the most intelligent people in the world with, well, Grimes is one of the most artistic musicians, I guess, you would ever find. Glad you didn't say autistic. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's not right right now. Yeah, hashtag people have feelings. You know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I cannot pronounce it. I don't think I ever have. I just know. I, how are they going to call him or her or. So I'm saying it's Kyle, dude. Oh, Kyle's okay. easy to say. <laughs> it's Kyle like a new pronoun now. <laughs> so, like, oh, you Kyle it. Kind of, you reckon it's going to go there? Definitely an Android. But anyway, I think that's uh, that, that's an awesome thing, and we might as well get straight into why devs here. Um, listen, I I think I only found out about probably a month after we started training. I only really met, met Dev, and then I got into the whole. Okay, you you came from that rowing background, and and you you know it was an awesome thing for me. I was like that mindset of coming from rowing because you you're and I love what you put on your Instagram profile uh, is hybrid athlete. And it's a term I hadn't heard before, but coming from that rowing background, that lets me know that you guys, I mean, animal levels of, of training. People don't know about that world, by the way. Like the more I tell people like, no, 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 there are two people I don't, and I've trained with worldy athletes, rowing guys and adventure racers. No, thank you. I'm out. And I think I'm a pretty tough guy. You're a tough guy. I've seen you. No, 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 no. But there's, <laughs> there's levels. Dev. That that level of performance of rowing, and you, I, I know you wanted to go, and you were at a national sort of uh, rowing level. Where did that come from? I want. I've always wanted to ask you. Was it parents? Did somebody push you early on? I was. It's quite a funny story, actually. I think for me, I was into 
love love football uh tried a bit of rugby just could never crack it was yeah. always a guy on the bench <laughs> could never get onto the pitch started training harder doesn't help sometimes ball sports you look at these guys you can almost train as much as you want if you don't have that natural hand-eye coordination or that gift yeah sometimes it's, you're just not going to get it you know i'd be that oak training hard fittest oak on the pitch but i'd be just running in circles cocking the game up you know <laughs> wherever i was it didn't help that i was fit so that's when i kind of found rowing and around and what, what age i was uh, I think 15. Yeah. I had to make a decision. Am I going to concentrate on football? No. Yeah. Going to rowing. Because there it was quite a cool, it was a cool setup. You know, any of these endurance sports, running, rowing, swimming, it's quite a simple equation. You put the work in, you get the result. Yeah. You know, and that for me, that's what I've enjoyed about performance sports or endurance sports. Cycling, running, track, any of those sort of sports. Train hard, the results will take care of themselves. And like at 15, how long did it take you to see? Because you also have to have, I would imagine, and Brad, you work with kids. So it's, it's mm. quite an interesting thing mm. for me. It's like, obviously parents and there's all sorts of external pressures. But there's, to, to this sport, I mean, it's a suffering sport. Most kids don't actually like to suffer unless you're at an academy yeah. where you, you're turned into a, a robot. So at what, like how long did it take you? Like two, three years and you're like, no, my personality is made for this. This, this is where I need oh. to be alone in the hurt box. I knew within, I knew within the first your progression is what's exciting and I imagine the same kind of with running if you get into the professional age but your progression that you can move up ranks so quick you know when I started out you can barely you get into the boat and you're shaky and you can barely make it down the track and you see these guys pumping along Yeah. then the next week you're a little bit better next week you're better and you're just slowly moving up the ranks and I think the pain side of it or that mindset comes later down the line but what you get addicted to is the one the progression and then being able to perform, you know, there's the best feeling in the world is winning a race or yeah. actually producing some sort of result. Yeah, yeah. Which I think, I feel that's what keeps me hooked on these types of sports. And Brad, that's quite an interesting thing that he's saying about the, the progression. You, you know, kids are so bad at that. And I, I remember when I was younger, it's like, just take the internal gifts. Like, you're getting 1% better every week, every mm. year. Is how do you deal with this side of things with, with kids? Because if you want to get good, you want to catch them at 15, right? Yeah. And, and it might even be a bit late, but let's yeah. say in Devon's case, in well, terms of that mindset. Yeah, well, fif- 14 or 15, that's usually when competitions allowed to be pushed into a kid's programming. Uh, anything before that is about skills development. Mm. Like, um, there's, I wouldn't say there's very little skill involved in a sport like um, rowing. Because there, there are tricks. I mean, we saw it this weekend. They've had two of the best oaks in the country oh, on you the missed ski oaks. been there on, on Saturday. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, the two best oaks in the country. And you see the difference between them and just an everyday rower. And you're looking at like a minute difference on in a short distance uh, of 1,500 meters. So, like, that's that little bit of skill. But yeah. the rest of it is just, I mean, hard graft. So, at the age of 15, you can start literally throwing someone into a boat and you just start cooking them yeah and it's their mental integrity is usually what pushes them through to achieve what they achieve and so so, and i love that mental integrity did your did anybody have to push you for like because i was talking to i'll tell you why i'm asking you a mentor of mine said if she has to explain to somebody what it takes to be great they'll never be great yeah, that's a good good way to put it. She, she, she was like, if I have to explain why an 18-hour day is what you must do for 10 years to get where I am, yeah. she, she doesn't explain it anymore. She just tries to find that yeah. personality for, for you. And I think what, what's interesting, I know from my own side, but then when I stopped rowing, I actually became a coach at one of the schools. Yeah. And you quickly pick up the kids that are 
gonna they've got the right kind of edge because yeah. they're the kids bugging the coaches. They want extra sessions or they want more. You know, yeah. those are the guys you identify quickly. There's some guys that have talent, that natural talent early on, and even at a young age, when you're like 15, you get a kid that's 80 kilograms, and you get kids that are 60 kilograms. But those kids that are 80 quickly fall off because they're not willing to put the work in. Or fun. when it starts to get tough, yeah. that's when the mindset comes in. So as a coach, you quickly pick up kids that are actually coming to the coach and saying, "Can I do a little extra?" Or you know, they they're pushing for more all the time, which is yeah, it's rare. It's that that yeah. is that is so rare. Uh, Tracy Bart says, uh, "Being awesome at rowing uh, would that uh, <laughs> would that make Brad a robot?" Now uh, it's very easy <laughs> to confuse the two handsome faces. <laughs> you can't get Brad on water or in water. Not I'm good thing. on land. No, I'm good on land. Don't don't let me swim. So I can soccer, swim. Yeah, but, yeah. Exactly. I was token white boy. That's what I'm saying. The, did the black did the black guys infect you with that? Bro, you haven't seen me dance. So, yes. <laughs> oh, are you that guy? Brad, what are you talking about? Are you that guy? Brad, let's see. This this floor here looks quite good. I mean, mean, we can get the music going. You heard our opening, (laughs) our opening tune. As long as uh, Ryan starts rapping, maybe I would. No, actually, I'm lying, Ryan. Don't rap because I know you can rap. (laughs) No, you can draw. Yeah, no, Ryan. uh, Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of Ryan and rapping, so Ryan, or now, Ryan, do you want to come in here because you know what I'm going to say? And I, I, so I can hear Ryan (laughs) in my ear. Ryan, do, do you maybe want to come in and? And maybe control the narrative before I take it somewhere and people say I'm bullying you. Which narrative are we going into now? <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you mean, right? Well, you have so many narratives. I need to find which one I have to control. Okay. Okay, which one are you getting into? No, well, Ryan, stay on the line. Okay. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say what I'm going to say. <laughs> and then I'm happy for you to give a rebuttal. Okay. Yeah. Bit of a situation for Ryan right now. Um... He's trying to move his life currently from uh, single to it's complicated. Not in a relationship. That's a self-limiting term. He's not, he's not trying to, he's not, he's not all in. But let me tell you the, some of the pressures that are coming into his life. And I've heard from ladies. I've got two ladies that gave me advice. Ryan said, go to hell with that. So maybe let me get from, <laughs> from you guys is that he's got six weddings coming up, right? And the rapping thing, by the way, he went to Cape Town. These ladies thought he was a rapper because on the beach he was wearing Air Jordans. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would think he's a rapper. No, he's, he's no problem with that. Right, Ryan says, yeah, no, I was wearing my Jordans on the beach in Cape Town in 30 Starling. Degrees. Yeah. No, no, that's what Ryan is doing. Anywho, he gets invited. So him and his friends end up involved in a hen party. They don't know yes. how. You know, 20 drunk girls. Oh, Terrible. Just, yeah, we Shame. fell into it. Oh, the poor guy. I will. Anyway, so Ryan has six weddings coming up. A lot of his friends are putting a lot of pressure on him. I said... Right, so he's rejected three pieces of advice from me. My first advice was, Ryan, take six different ladies to those weddings, and even if the lady at the first wedding is awesome, don't take her to the second wedding. Don't invest early, because you have no idea what's going to happen. Two, two, three, four. That's what I'm saying. Is and then once you're done with all of them, maybe cut it down to two, and Assess. then. You got something to compare to. That's what I'm saying. But Ryan says go to hell. So you guys are in relationships. You're, you're much smarter than me. I'm, I mean, I'm the perennial bachelor. Do you have any advice for Ryan going from single to it's complicated? And also, also, here's the firecracker. Ryan says he does not like feedback. And I told him, if you're going to have a lady in your life, that is. Oh, that's thin. <laughs> Take it away. You got a tough time there, Ryan. <laughs> you gotta be, Ryan it's all about the feedback. That's way. key. Yeah. 
Well, I actually have an update about that, by the way. Whoa! Okay, Whoa. Wait. let's get the guy's take, <laughs> okay, and then sorry, we'll, sorry. we'll come back. Yeah, so he doesn't like feedback, just your thoughts, Brad. You, you had something to say on him not liking feedback. Well, just take it from MKT as often as possible, because you're going to get that with the volume turned up a little more the second you get a girlfriend. <laughs> so, yeah, Ryan, maybe, because they're our guests, you might take their advice, because you basically stuck the middle finger up at me when I said... You better get used to feedback because I do know lots of ladies. They are feedback central. Wait, they, but, but do you take feedback? From who? From ladies. You mean like girlfriend or my mom? <laughs> Both. I don't know. My, my mom, yes. Girlfriend. That's, so why, that's saying, why we're the same. Well, oh. but, but I'm not looking to change my situation. Oh, okay, no. So, no, hold on. No. That's, also, you should be proud of what you just said because you're actively trying to change that. <laughs> you, you shouldn't want <laughs> you, you, you see the difference? Ryan, there's a tiny little difference. You're trying to change it. I am living no, well, in the I'm, I'm not trying to change anything. I just need get... Well, I'm, I said I'd get dates for these weddings, which, by the way, on the weekend... Okay. I found... A date for the first wedding. Breaking news. All nice. right, right. Let's, let's but I did have to put a disclaimer in. I said, I do work for one of the hottest sports shows in the country. Yes. And the lead anchor of the, the show digs deep. Yes. And so just know the amount of press it's going to come with. So please don't feel pressured. Because <laughs> uh, she, she had seen the videos. And um, she was like, no, it's, it's cool. So I was like, unbelievable. I'm in for a, a bit of hell. <laughs> this is unbelievable. So, okay, right, sorry, guys. I mean, we do have guests here. I do, I do want to talk to the, uh, the guys. But no, I'm, hold a, on. I'm, I'm sidelining until... Whoa, no, we got to get into it now. Oh. <laughs> what an awesome to, like, way to propose that, you know, to someone. Like, box one, tick, move on. But did you say to her, where are you meeting this, uh, this lovely creature that you're saying to her, okay, listen... Uh, you want to come to a wedding, but let me just tell you something. <laughs> like, no, I was at a I was at a, a friend's house for a bry. Okay, and she was at the bry, and then she overheard my conundrum, and some of my friends were speaking about how it even made it to the Gareth Cliff show, which you work on. I did, I did bring it up, and yeah. then she just said, "Well, why don't I just go with you?" And then so I was like, "All right," <laughs> but just know what's coming because yeah, if I know, it's not just going to end enough. here. Yeah, this is amazing. Ryan, you are on it, huh? <laughs> but okay, the secret is, and I hope she's awesome. You can't take her to the second wedding. Have you? T- did you tell her that part? That's. Her. I right. mean, the fact that it's all over a show now, and we will clip this and cut it and reproduce it. Her life is about to be murdered. Yeah. But- well, remember, at the second wedding, I'm already being cornered. So. Well, t- well, tell the guys we have guests here. Please, cornered how? No, we spoke about. This. Remember how they're setting me up at this next wedding. Uh, so he's yeah. in a nightmare situation, guys. Maybe, there- maybe I can. Maybe I can. Put a put a, a swift into it, quick, quick. But but hold on, Ryan. At, at the one where you're cornered, let's just finish it off on this. Yes. As the second wedding, you are being cornered. Is are they just bringing a lady who's going to sit next to you at the wedding? Is that where we are now? Like surprise? No, well, it is kind of a surprise. I don't know why James is laughing. Maybe I, you know <laughs> no, what? We're going to get uh, to the Dubai thing in a minute. Listen, I, I, I love uh, Ryan. I think you're an awesome guy. Thank what you. about the girl? What if the lady gets there and she goes, Emma? You said. Emma, why are you cornering me? Yeah, no, because <laughs> you're my mate. <laughs> you are my mate, but I just no, no, no. I want the 360 view, and you, you know what I mean. That, yeah, I'm, I'm going guards up. I'm like, I don't know what to expect. It's kind of like walking into a bit of a war zone. But, but also, what about her? Yeah. Oh, from her. I don't yeah, know. Well, what if she's thinking? Need to get out of here. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. yeah. What if she's I not just, as a hip hop? Uh, 
Ron thinks he's a catch. I mean, you've got to own that play. And I, know, and I, I agree. That. I think you are. On well, a very serious level, the I think... people in Cape Town think so. No, and me too. Why oh. did... Also, how can you never acknowledge when I give the positive feedback? You only remember the negative. <laughs> Every time I've spoken to you, and James, you have to be honest. I've always said, Ryan, I think you're a great guy and you, you, you would be a catch for any, any lady would be lucky to be with you. But now I'm kind of turning because you never take my positive feedback and you try to set me up on the lateness thing. No, no, but I did, I did take your feedback. That's why I have... Well, you're not very good at it. I mean, you I mean, I don't, maybe I wouldn't have got the data if it wasn't broadcasted over two shows. You know what I mean? No, so maybe not, that's also... I'll, I'll be honest. I'm on the lady side now. Oh, the, the lady who's coming, who's, she's cornered, actually. Now you're not cornered. Oh. Yeah, because you're oh, never on my side. I'm, yeah, I've decided oh. to turn now. Sorry. It's all switcheroony. I was on your side. But now I think the lady who's being forced to go on the date with you at the second wedding, she's well, born it, so I, well, I live with that, pal. I've kind of tried to put a stop to it <laughs> straight away. But, well, um, what? I'd invite her. Are you, are you no, thinking, no, no, no. She's coming either way. She's, she's a friend of the bride. So, so, so what? Are you, are you saying to the lady, uh, uh, let's just say whatever the bride's name is, Michelle. Say, so listen, Michelle. <laughs> what you're going to have to do, I know it's your dream day and you're hoping there's only one of them, but can you move Sandra? Because I need to be comfortable at your wedding. Is that, is that how you present that one? Um, oh, don't do it. By the way, no, Ryan, no, no, do not no, go and no. say that. I'm, I'm trying not. I'm trying to stay out of the way of both the groom and the and, and the brides, just because I don't know how weddings work and I don't want to interrupt the natural flow of things. Oh, this is going to be so. Disaster. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'll be there. Yeah. Like, you know. I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, no promises there. Oh my god. All right, this is what I'm working with. Dave. Why does he well, keep flexing his triceps? I thought you'd just be happy about the first the set of news. Ooh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan every time he comes on, he keeps flexing his triceps. Oh, Ryan, uh, two exercise professionals say you're flexing your arm there. Is that now a bit of advertising <laughs> for the third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth wedding? I mean, trying to full slots, if you want it to yeah. be. No, hey, just, oh, I see what you're saying now. Oh, I see say, what you're saying yeah. now. Flex on him, Ryan. Get him. Get him. Oh, right, I didn't even notice. <laughs> right. Fresh eyes. I'm just what concerned after the show he's going to have too many girls to choose from. Uh, you know? He's actually going to, have to, going to have to have a short list <laughs> after right. this goes out. Right, I mean. you need to read a book and that's a fantastic point. It's called The Paradox of Choice. Uh, <laughs> social psychologists say that actually too many choices leads bad, us to, yeah. to, to worse quality choices. So, David, great warning. And you know some of those guys just wear the same shirt every day so it's easy. You wake up and you choose. You're going to have a list of 30, 40 now after this. Spoiled for choice, and they say being spoiled for choice can spoil the broth as well, Ryan. That is a real saying. So, I mean, best of luck at the fourth, fifth, and sixth wedding. At the moment, you're under immense pressure. I'll tell you what, who's under, under immense pressure as well is me at the at Gold's Gym, right? I want to close off quickly uh, this uh, before we go to a break. Is that, should we talk about Gold's Gym? Because that's something which pleasure. I actually, because I don't work with, and, and like I'm open about this. I don't work with people I don't like, and if if I don't like brands... I'm all about premium stuff. I save. I try and find the best that I can. And actually, I stumbled into uh, coming to Gold's Gym through Brad, through a friend. Yeah. But I'm flipping. And I'm not just saying it because you're here. And to be very clear, I want to be authentic with people. Gold's Gym, do not pay me. They are not sponsors of the show. I have not, I'm not endorsed. There's no endorsement deal. I'm not. I work out there. And I'm telling you that I love the everything that happens there. And uh, for those who don't know, what is Gold's Gym? Because I knew because yeah. of the international stuff, because I'm into it. I mean, I'm first of all, quite humbled by hearing you say that because it's something close to my heart. 
Uh, we've managed to build up an incredible community there. Yeah. And I think we still have a lot to learn. You know, there's incredible gyms out there in South Africa and we're some of the best coaches. But yeah. So we've just focused on trying to build a, a good community, focus on the people, and we're willing to learn. Every day is a learning day. But, but let's and talk, that's what we're getting right. So yeah. I think, yeah. Let's talk about what Gold's Gym is. I mean, let, let's start off the international and let, let's bring it home. And, and what I mean, of course, I think most people, anyone who's interested in gym knows the Gold's Gym, the mecca of bodybuilding. Uh-huh. That's kind of where it started. Arnold Schwarzenegger trained there. And that was their original kind of footprint across the world. Yeah. And um, they've kind of tried to rebrand. We managed to get involved with them uh, last year, September, sort of. They We kind of did a deal with Gold's Gym and they said, we'd like to open up the first Gold's Gym in South Africa. And we yep. said, we jumped at it. It was a good opportunity for us. Um, we've opened up the Gold's Gym in South Africa and we've tried to reestablish the brand with their new kind of guidelines, which is all about community, all about helping people and making sure that we've got a strong team of people who are actually able to help people and care about the people coming through the doors so we a gym but we care about the people coming through and we want results that's that's the bottom line we want to get people active and we want results for people and i will say this for sure what i love about walking in there unlike any other gym is that i feel like people want me to be there yeah. like the staff mm. who work there because there's also like where i'm not talking about other gyms or by name but we all know the big gyms. There's a vibe of I work here. Like I get the community thing. I want to go to Gold's yeah. Gym. Like, like, and again, I, hey, you don't pay me. I'm saying no, no. what I'm feeling because I will also say if it turns, <laughs> I will say it. I like, but I, I love that, dude. And and the focus is it's so welcoming because most gyms scare yeah. people, dude. Big time gyms are scary places by nature, you know, and especially if you're not fit or you nervous about training. So. Yeah. Having people like you around, having people like Brad around, that's what it's that's what it's about, making people feel welcome. Now, James, you, you've also been to Gold's Gym and uh, you decided not to pitch for the last session. Uh, perhaps you feel differently to me. I mean, well, what was the story there? Are, are you asking me how I feel about Gold's Gym? Well, yeah, I, I mean, you've already shown by not pitching for the last session. But, but on a very serious level, though, is just your thoughts when you went there. I mean, I know you... Uh, hey, by the way, James, all about anxiety. and uh, but, but what's the vibe there, dude? Like, when you were there... You're pretty scared of gyms. You have told me this as well. Not scared, but super anxious about them. What was the vibe? Um, it's going to sound like I'm just saying this, like like you, but honestly, it's it's really dope. Like it's, <laughs> I don't even know how to how to explain it. It's it's not like most gyms that you you do go to where there's just like you're doing your workout over there. You're on your own mission. Like it seems like everyone, like you say, there's like this sense of community. Yeah. Um. I love it, dude. It's actually, and when I leave, everybody's come out of one of those super intense classes. Oh, sw- switch classes. Good lord. Yeah, it's a murder zone in there. Everybody has lost at least 750 grams. I have seen them and I go, oh boy, oh boy. And, and that's the thing. When I leave, all of them have come out of the class, but everyone's just like staying there talking. Oh, they're loving it. Yeah. Yeah, jeez. I mean, there's like a full on buzz, you know, it's like you've been in a murder zone, but it tells you like Oaks want to be there. And the thing is, you, you can't lie to people once they spend their own money. Like Oaks, oh, you can't fake it. Like, like I've been going a couple of months. Okay, I'm seeing the same faces. You, you can only fake stuff for like a month when it hurts. Oaks are there three, four months yeah. now and loving it. Mm. So, and what's important is the people. I don't care that, that. Honestly, that could be in the pits of hell. But mm. with the people that it's got. Yeah, yeah, it, And you're just getting started, bro. Yeah, 100%. That's just, the exciting. Just over a year old. That's much. nothing yeah, in started. a business. Yeah. And you've created like, that vibe. Yeah, every day we're just learning so much more. 
And that's where I think gyms are going now. Yeah. They're moving smaller, community-focused, people-driven. It's, it's, you're removing the business is always going to be there. Yes. But it's about the people. That has to be your driving factor. All right. Listen, that, that, that's no lie. And, and I think that's just good, good life good life advice dude it's about people like everything else has to happen we get it business must happen stuff has to go on but how do you make people feel this this matters i like i cannot say this enough when when you leave somebody's site how did you make them feel i promise you they'll remember that you can give them the best financial advice gone how did you make them feel did they feel like the only person in the room that matters that matters. It's a skill I need to work on. But I'm telling you, I get that feeling when I go to the gym with these guys. And it's not just Brad. It's awesome that I'm working with Brad. But there's a whole community in there that made me feel really welcome. Uh, Thurence Cameron says, Ryan is a difficult customer. He must go alone to these weddings. There are a lot of single women at weddings. Now, Ryan, Thurence <laughs> is a lady. So I know you don't like taking feedback. And she is a lady giving you feedback. We're going to go to a break. Just your thought on what Therence has to say there, which sounds pretty logical to anyone. And I have said the same thing, Therence, but let's hear what he's got to say. This is, uh, it's becoming the most common, um, it's, it's the most common like piece of advice I'm getting from, from everyone. But that and, and, you know, don't hold one person. To- yeah. You're forgetting don't, don't go. Oh, yeah. oh. No, you know, at all. Do not. Hey, listen. Do not shoot, shoot your girlfriend in the foot. That, that this is not Megan Thee Stallion. By the way, I saw her on a hamburger advert in America. On the was Indian she part. actually on the hamburger? Yeah, or? she was like, "Oh, my baby, delicious." I didn't like any of what I just. Oh, it's not racist. Ooh. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like any. That's of what she said. Oh, my baby, delicious. This is the MKT show. <laughs> Central.com. Weddings are uh, for the people that are getting married, not the people you're dating. It's an important thing to remember because let me tell you something about weddings, right? Is And th- this is a public service announcement to both sides of weddings. People getting married, right? We understand that it's your day and we love it. I hope you are married. I mean, the odds are pretty bad. I mean, it's 50-50, but okay, like... It is really a bit of a gamble in this day and age. Uh, divorce rates have just gone up to 60% in South Africa. But I do hope your wedding, whoever it is, stays together for as long as possible. I don't want to say forever. I mean, it's unlikely at this point. But okay, okay. That, that, that's not the point. The point is this. Is that I understand it's your day. But we're also taking the weekend off. Maybe think about that as well. Now, having said that, let me talk to people like me as well. Is that that is their one and only day. Particularly uh, the bride. Is give her that day. Because in her mind, that this is never happening again. So it is, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm spending a lot of place right now. I've got, I do have two weddings coming up in December and I'm not a wedding guy. So I just thought I'd, I, I thought I'd put that out there for both sides. I think it's a pretty fair way to look at it or not. I don't know. I'd say fair. It's fair, hey? Yeah. I'm seeing a nod and smile. <laughs> nod and wave. Yeah. I mean, you smile guys are. Uh, listen, at this stage, it's important to say Brad 
uh, does not endorse this message. He's just on a show and he has to be a polite guest. Devin doesn't endorse this because uh, James doesn't endorse this because James is obviously, he's never seen his girlfriend. She wears a burqa, but is Afrikaans uh, because he's a good Christian boy. But he doesn't endorse the message I've just said because I'm not, yeah, the guys don't have to endorse what I'm saying. People like me and Ryan, lonely, sad, and possibly for the long term, lonely if Ryan doesn't actually do it properly for the weddings. I don't know what his situation is going to be. And Ryan, I don't want to comment too much on your situation moving forward. I just think you should probably take six different dates. Um, Tracy Bard says, or, oh, this is, this is, you know what, any sentence that start with or, Tracy Bard says, or go to these wordings not with a plus one. If it goes well and you meet someone you like at, at the next wedding, she could be your date. Lots of singletons at weddings. So Ryan, there's a, there's, a, there's a core theme here. There's a core theme. And I mean, obviously, I'm not even going to ask you what you think because you don't take feedback. We have guests here. I do want to just talk to them. It's a waste of time with gilding the proverbial lily. And I'll tell you what, you could actually take a lily as a present for the date as well. So that, that, that works. Um, coming up this weekend, uh, I would argue is an event, probably, probably the toughest run in, in Africa, 100K certainly, I, I would say. And I've, I've run of the major ones, all of them is the Skyrun and Dev. Like, also, the way the way you said I'm doing Skyrun, I was like, huh? I haven't really seen Dev on the 100k scene or the running scene as well. So surely he's been doing it five, six years. This is your first 100k ever. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, and it's a mountain 100k. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> now I've got my stomach all nervous and hands are sweating. No, that's and it. Yeah, yeah. It sounded like a good idea at the time. Yeah. Yeah, until it's six to five days to go. Bro, you know what? And, and Brad, maybe let me start with you. Because listen, Skyrun's not for babies. Uh, mm. There's a lot of stuff going on on social media now and a lot of 100K races coming out. There's, there's some stuff which is actually, if you can get yourself half fit, you could do it. Because like, I, I know everyone in the running scene, right? It's This one's not for play play. There's no, here there's no water tables. I know Mike DeHaast and the guys, they, they come from an adventure racing background. Mm. So it's basically the Witteberg Mountains. I mean, outside of the Big Berg, it's the most brutal mountains. You're exposed for the whole of Skyrim, right? You are like, this is not for play play. It's like, talk to me about working, because you work with a lot of athletes. Yeah. For me, what I love about Dev, it's like the mindset. Well, what I've been observing is the mindset. It's like, no, this is what I have to do. They're, like a lot of people are into the complaining business of, oh, I'm sore, I'm this. I'm... He's just like, no, 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 I'm doing, I'm doing the 100K. I wish I could take that mentality and just put it into... 10% of our society. Yeah. Like, what do you think as a, having been a pro and also now a, a practitioner, like, what is it about guys like Dev who are willing to go to these places and stay there? Is it, do you think it's genetic? Can you train people? Um, it's, a lot of it's about just showing people that, like, sometimes pain is initially bad if you've got a goal to reach. Mm. And that's what, like you mentioned, the, the two craziest types of athletes in the world, rowers mm. and these adventure runners. Yeah. They've got a task, they understand what it is, and they know that they have to finish it. I mean, that's Devin's best attribute. He's strong, he's quick, but that's the thing that he's the best, that's his best attribute, that he's, he just goes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's tough. I know he, he's, for lack of a better word, shitting himself right now, because <laughs> it's a monster. Yeah. But, I mean, this is what, this is your third, your third actual big run ever in your life. Yeah, this is my biggest run by far. I mean, the training camp early in the year, that was my biggest single run, which was 60Ks, and then yeah. 40Ks the next day, and that was massive. So yeah. 
this is the first proper test, which is quite exciting, you know, because you're not sure how you're going to go. You can think you're the toughest guy in the room. Yeah. But you never know until you're out there and you're actually, you're on your own and you've got to, you've got to answer the questions that come up and see if you've got it. And like, what are the lessons you'd say you've learned from rowing? Because I'm always interested. I'm always reading and trying to observe, like, because real life's actually pretty hard. Like, I think, I think sometimes with all the Instagram and Facebook and stuff is that sometimes we get away from, like, it's actually pretty hard to keep your house clean, you know? Like, if, you, yeah. if you've got a partner, if you've got a mom, if you've got, like, that stuff piles up. Then yeah. there's a pandemic. Like, I, I love sport because there's so many lessons. It's like, no, no, what's the task? You've got to do that. 100%, it doesn't matter yeah. how much it is. What, what are your lessons from that that you bring into Gold's Gym, into yeah. your life? Uh, particularly from rowing because I'm, I'm so interested into that in, in that mindset we could talk on this I could talk on this for hours but I think when I started rowing the people that I was around with because I consider myself amateur compared mm-hmm. to those other guys Brad was saying on Saturday we had two guys a guy called John Smith mm-hmm. and a guy called Carl Scoonby animals John's, John's been to Olympics three times for rowing Carl's just been to Olympics and he's one of the top uh, um, ergo pullers in the country holds yeah. a record Yeah. Um, so I feel like compared to them I'm basic you know i'm just entering this yeah they've been in the game for long they've been training and i think my point is that i think life in general is as hard as you make it there's always going to be difficult things yeah but you need to find a way to like just do it in a way you know obstacles come up pick the obstacle tackle it head on because the more you delay it the more you postpone it life just gets harder and harder so that's saying i can't i'm going to mess it up now but you need to be doing hard things because that makes for an easy outcome if you're not doing hard things you're making your life hard you know yeah. so well, you have to put yourself with, out with there these guys though every single day is competition day they pitched up every single day and they knew that they had to beat the person right next to them that's just the way they operate and you must see how they all get so edgy around each other when someone gets on let's say the erg yeah the next oak's like okay cool i need to pump that guy now they everything they, just switches yeah, on the adrenaline yeah. no matter how the roof. much it hurts that's what they have to do apex wow. predators Wow. No, these guys are apex predators. And, and, and again, once, like you say, I, I remember, um, I mean, with uh, uh, Lawrence, obviously, who you know from having been in, in and yes. around that mix. I remember I trained with uh, the, the squad, just being in and around them for, for two weeks. Exactly what you're saying is something that I noticed. Outside, chilling. I mean, obviously, they're eating like stacks of bread like this. They, I don't <laughs> they know. just eat caffeine no, 24-7. Uh, the canteen was, I don't know if you've seen them, but they just line up half a half loaf. Like, oh, is that for three people? No, no, no. That's one guy's tray, and he's piling pasta. I was like, what is going on here? But then you you forget. But I remember this, like you say, as soon as they all come in, and now it's going to, like, everyone keeps quiet, and you can hear the energy coming off uh, all, all the guys. And it is, I wish that feeling for myself, mm. but for everyone, just to be around that many apex predators that yeah. understand what must happen, and nobody says anything. Yeah. Mm. Like, we're, we're, we're in now, and it's game time now, and the hunt begins, and it's, it's such an awesome thing and I wish I could bring that into my own life as well. Yeah. Like, like, it's on. And like, like you said, every day is a reckoning. Every day is a reckoning. There is no aircon. There is no... Every day is a reckoning and the price you pay is what you get out. And, you know, something I wanted to chat to both of you guys about was something where I'm not very good at getting this balance, right? And I'm actually not a good ambassador, Brad, I've said to you, for health lifestyle because... I like to be as all in as I can be. And I know I'm nowhere near it. My mind right now is, it's not what it used to be, but I, I want to get back to that place where I'm performing at my personal best. But, you know, I want to talk about when guys get into training and wellness. It's like, mm. guys, performance, right? And wellness are not the same thing. And people, 
people get so hurt because they confuse the two. Like, there's performance, and do you want to have good back at 60? Yeah. Like, perhaps the one yeah, can yeah. feed into the other. But wellness is its own field. Performance is its own field. Don't get the two confused because I see so many people get into trouble and they give up and then they're on the green juice and then it's, it, it, it gets hurt, right? Like, I, I kind of feel like the vibe you've got going now is that you, you, you're, you're bringing people into a wellness space. And if you want to go performance, then I can choose yeah. that. But, but that's just kind of the vibe I'm getting I at Gold. And like, let's also be open. We haven't had this conversation yes. before. Mm. Like, that's just yeah. how I'm feeling. And I think it's important to, to let's draw a line between wellness and performance and how you guys see that. And Brad, for you as a practitioner, I probably want to start with you. Well, yeah. So, okay. I'll use this as an example. Um, we've just set up a testing facility at the gym, right? Mm -hmm. Where we get to figure out exactly what someone's blueprint is, if you want to call it that, yes. and then we get to prescribe directly to it. But we've named it a high performance center, which ends up being a little scary. Yeah. But it is actually just, it's a little wellness center. It's us figuring out who you are and then <clears throat> trying to guide you to take you where you need mm -hmm. to be. If you want it to be performance, then we can take you the whole way there as well. Yeah. But um, that's the two gets misplaced and it's the same thing with James' initial fear when it comes to a gym. Yeah. That he's expected to become a boot yeah. which is not the case we just mm -hmm. want you to be a better you yeah yeah so um, i mean i don't know if that's no, definitely. Made any, any yes. sense. Think, yeah. yeah performance is also like if you look around at the individuals in the gym there's such a broad spectrum like you take someone like me and or there's a guy called dev cork for example hectic um bodybuilder is he you know, the guy with the tattoos uh, no, I don't think he no, has no, tattoos. No, he He's got like, I don't think you've seen him in the gym. Uh, not, not the time you come. He usually comes around midday. midday. Okay. He might come late, late evening sometimes. You know, you've got to respect the full spectrum of, of performance. There's so many different elements to that. Yes. And I think what's being set up while at the gym is you introduce to this, or you take someone like James, the, the bug might bite. You know, you might come in, you do a switch class, for example, which is fun and vibey, and, but it might spark something in you that wants to just push a little bit further and i wish well i wish people like us i think we are inspiring people to challenge themselves a little bit more yeah you know you see people in the gym they look around you you're doing a switch class or you're in the gym and there's even if your thing is bodybuilding you're looking across the room and you're seeing dev cork doing deadlifts with like 200 kilograms just repping it out yeah that might inspire you to find your own kind of version of performance yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. But the big thing is just like, focusing it, right? 100%. And that's what a lot of people don't do when they hit the gym. Like, you've forced James into a corner. Yeah. 21Ks, boy. Yeah. That's Jan. That's, that's, that's when you need to pitch up. And most people don't have a designated goal, yeah. which is why they would usually just float around. Mm. And then they also don't end up achieving what they want to achieve. And I, I, I want to I talk to something there. Jimbo. Uh, as as actually, so this wasn't this isn't the setup. This could be another whole situation, Jimbo. Do we need to get you involved in some switch classes? What sort of deal can do we need to set up here? Do you maybe want to strike a deal? Because last time the deal didn't go well. Um, how do the how do the switch classes work? Okay, wait. What's a switch class? Before James, hold the phone there because I uh, people can't see you, but James is very ready and panicked. Kind of. Yeah, you can you can kind of see he's panicked. Uh, a deal went, went really, really badly for him a while ago. But what's a switch class and then we, we can get into it. So switch class is another brand developed by a guy called Stevie Rye. Um, so it's, in, it's hit training, high intensity interval training. You've got 21 stations um, of different movements, functional movements, um, bands, balls, a lot of stability, two minutes at each station, 30 second intervals. So you're doing, let's say, bicep curls and then into a tricep kickback, for example. 30 seconds, DJ, and multiple instructors who guide you through the workout. 
So it's kind of a soft landing for anyone who's never trained before. Yeah. The pressure isn't on you in a group environment and it's fun. It is. Something that you enjoy, that you get an endorphin kick from. And I think, yeah, that, that's what's cool. And I think, as Brad said, a lot of people don't want to go out and run 100Ks because it is torture. No, it's murder. It's pure torture. But there's a lot, so there's a lot of people who just want to enjoy training yeah. and enjoy the lifestyle. As you said, you get in there, you train hard, you come out feeling on top of the world, you have a coffee, you're ready to take the day on. Yeah, and there's a community. I mean, again, human beings are not, no man, in my beliefs, and I was raised, no man is an island. People are not at their best if they're alone, right? Yeah. If they need to perform, okay, different thing. But you go out, you perform, the warrior must go and perform by himself, but we'll see you at the end. We hug you. It didn't go well. It, it went well. We still love you, right? It's, what I love is the community aspect. So now we know what a hit class is. We, now we know what a switch class is. Jimbo. Well, um, actually, Brad, for his, um, obviously he's doing a 21K, James is a gym guy now. Mm. Can we integrate the hit classes or would that disrupt his endurance training? Um, no, it, it would actually be quite fun because it'll teach James as well. It'll teach him to push himself for a set time period. Mm-hmm. It's an hour's worth of work. Even though there's, you're changing between stations, but regardless, mm-hmm. each thing is difficult within its own little right, yeah. even though it's fun. Yeah. But it'll teach him to push himself throughout the entirety of the session. So if Jay, so we got about, what, a month left. We go to America. So probably got about three. Yeah, we still got a month. We still got a month of, of training. How many... Hit classes mixed with uh, whatever in terms of training would James have to do a week for us to get to get James where he needs to he, he needs to be for himself. Well, I think um, twice a week would be fun enough to keep him in the, in the game. Yeah, twice a week will be enjoyable. All right, Jimbo, I'll have to talk to the guys, see what we can do about um, obviously a deal. But now we've got where are we now? It is the fifteenth of November, so we'll be gone. What from the fifth to the fifteenth? So. I mean, we still got two weeks left of November, and then we've got the back end of December. And I'd say, when will we, when will we taper that last week before the twenty fifth? So you got about two months of training there, Jimbo. Uh, do we do we work out a deal for switch classes? Uh, and what should the consequences be for you should you miss one? You, you, this time, I'm not setting the consequences. You don't have to take the deal. Two times a week, you got to do switch and the other stuff, by the way, because you got a twenty one k. We'll we'll sort it out so that you don't have to deal or bear any of the financial costs, uh, whether I pay for it or I, I, I sell a kidney or whatever needs to happen. Because last time you didn't appreciate it, you just didn't pitch it the last one. But you, you know, uh, as you know, James, I'm all about giving people second chances. Maybe the nicest guy in the world. So, Jimbo, what are we thinking? Maybe switch two times a week with one session with Brad, and then whatever else you're doing. Is that something that you could? Uh, Sort of palette. I mean, it's going to keep you accountable. And boy, oh boy, uh, what time are switch classes? What time's the earliest? Oh, we got three a day, but we got one at what is it? Five forty-five. Five forty-five. Five forty-five in the morning. Very, very doable considering you're a quarter past four guy already in the morning. Now, James, as we go out. By the way, you you, you are awesome. Uh, uh, and look out for something which I will do. We will be doing together, uh, whether in collaboration with Gold's Gym or just us three and guests. Uh, we will be podcasting. Because it's time to keep inspiring. Now, Jimbo, having said that, are you willing to commit? It's going to have to be twice a week at the very least because Brad's a practitioner. So please don't shoot the messenger. Two times a week at least for switch classes. Plus, we're going to be looking at building the program properly. Are you ready to dive back in, have some responsibility, have some accountability and be the man that you want to be? (laughs) I didn't like the way that was pitched to me. 
from you. Oh, you know, you can't say no. I'm just saying. So, like, so that's what I was actually gonna um, uh, tell you now, right? Let's hear. It. I'm I'm trying to manage about eight things currently. Sorry. That's fine. Hi. Um. So. Uh. <clears throat> I I think my answer is gonna be no, and I'll tell you why. Let's hear. Um. So. Last week, I obviously had um, a makeup session with Brad for the Ma- session. Oh, make out or make up? Well, what happened there? <laughs> Brad, I apologize. A make up. Oh, okay. Jeez. We redid the... Well, no, by the way, that's fine if you guys are making out. I mean, I've met Brad's lady though. That, that is, this is a weird way for her to find out. <laughs> but okay, sorry. Make, make up for... Yeah, okay. Sorry. So, a make up session. Yes. Um... I had it last week. Was a Monday, yeah. Doesn't Monday. matter. Um, so I had that makeup session with Brad, and then for the rest of last week, I was kind of trying to find my groove, with my own. Sulking, yeah. That too, also. Yeah. Uh, a lot of tears. Um, I was trying to find my groove for the rest of the week to sort of uh, stop being soft. To to to, to stop do being soft. The motive. Wait, what? To stop being soft, because you, you know, once you're sulking, you're a little bit of soft. Like, give yourself a break every now and then. Not no. answer my phone calls at 4.15 a.m. Well, I mean, you didn't phone me on Friday all this time. No, morning, no, well, that's a lie. So that, that, that is a complete lie. On Friday, you didn't phone well, me. I phoned you on Friday. You completely ignored on my calls. Friday, Thursday, Friday. This and, morning, uh, I didn't call you. And then this morning, you didn't. Either. Yeah, well, okay, but I'd like to think that your alarm works. But okay, let's move on. Why are you saying no? I, uh, um, so, the reason why I'm saying no is because towards the end of last week, I figured out a whole um, uh, a groove. And a whole workflow for myself that works for me. I think it's going to be better than being with a physiologist and an international rower. Say again? I think you think your groove is going to be better than being with a physiologist, which you don't have to pay for, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work out. I'm, I'm giving you another opportunity to work out for free with world-class athlete and a physiologist. I do hear that. Now, but I guess you have to be accountable and pitch up. That's hard. And uh, no, that's not the hard part. The... The reason why I'm saying no is because I want to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. There's no like external motivation where we have a month-long bet about six grand. No, there's no bet here. I'm, well, where are you hearing a bet? I'm, no, but that's what I'm saying. I want to I wanna be able to do this and, and become healthy yeah. for myself. But Jimbo, it's hard to do it on your own. I know it is. It's hard. Why, why do you want to do it the hard way? Huh? Why do you want to do it the hard way? Because let me tell you something. Like, I want to be honest with you. You always, maybe you think the hardest thing in the world, right, is to get into routines. And the hardest thing in the world is to get into routines by yourself. Because there's been some neglect, right? Let me tell you something. You're going to have to do 18, 24 months to get into new habits. It's going to be hard on your own gym. Because let me tell you something. Like, not answering my phone call is you will give yourself a break. I mean, I do love you. I think you're an awesome person. But you will give yourself a break. And then what happens then? Yeah, but I, I, I want to be able to prove to myself that I can do it without having the the um, the the fact that, that you're involved or Brad's involved and there's other people sort of pushing forward, which is great. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to prove to myself that I can wake up every uh, morning at five or whatever time it is. And what happens if run. you can't? Hey? I, 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 what happens if you can't? Like, what, what are the, uh, do you, have you set consequences for that? Because I'll tell you how you win in life. You've got to make winning, uh, losing hurt. And people don't like that. It's when you lose, which is five minutes late, is 
People are bad at this. You've got to make losing hurt. If you want to win in life, you winning has to be deplorable to you. And okay, but fair enough. I've offered. But it. let's let's. I mean, fair enough, Dev, Timbo. I hear you. Dev's the one that could say yes or no, whatever. But I think he still needs to fill a switch class, and I think he'll enjoy it. So. Two. Okay, I'll tell you what. One class. Uh, what? If yeah, why don't you do two? No, two. All all good things come in threes. Why don't you do one switch class a week for three weeks? Doesn't James also owe Barrett a, a, a class as well? No, I can't get involved in what Barrett's doing. I can only get involved in what I'm oh, doing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bachelor. <laughs> Trying to keep the amount of responsibility <laughs> to a minimum. Jimbo, you're not going to pay for it. There is... Again, this is up to you. You will get to set when you go. It, it, so this is your own group. Three switch classes... One a week as a starting place. You hate it after the second one. Ah, hey, Devin, why don't you why don't you jump in a boat and go row in the middle of a dam by yourself? Fair enough. Hey? Three, <laughs> but you Come but feel it, Jimbo. But three, Jimbo, you have to commit to three, and there are no consequences. It's up to you whether you go or not. Three. Do do I have a second to think about it? I feel like I'm very much on the spot right now. Well, I mean, you got to commit. Otherwise, you, next week, it's going to be vibes. You're going to be having coffee. Oh, yeah. Just, what's the loss? You're, there's no financial cost and there's no um, there's no pressure from outside. Like, I'm saying go to the classes. You don't have to pay for it, but it's on you to commit to the days, to the time. But it has to be one a week because you, you're trying to create a, a, a rhythm, right? No, so that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm finding my own sort of rhythm. And today, I had a run... And towards the end of last week, I had my own thing going. And that's what I like about it. I don't like the whole, like this currently right now, yeah. what we're doing immediately makes me not want to do it and completely anxious. Uncomfortable. Like I want to be able to do it by myself. Okay. What happens if you don't though? See, that's interesting for me because I'm, I'm totally behind you. What are the consequences to yourself if you don't do it? If you don't pitch up? Do you, have you thought about that or not? Not yet. Um... Do you want to think about that? Do you, do you maybe want to give that some time? Because it's a difficult question, right? I bet you haven't thought about it. You've just thought, this is going to go well. I want to do it. Um, I'll, I'll think about it. Okay. But, uh, but also think about it means I'm definitely asking you tomorrow about it. Deal. Yeah. All right. Hey, you try, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. You try. Maybe I should do a switch. Course. I think you should. Why you am should I get in there. Because I can't be a hypocrite now saying, yeah. all right. Uh, it's as soon as... Possibly Ebola that's got me at the moment. I'm, I, I, like, I don't know. I'm not feeling at my best. But I'm doing a switch class this week. Cool. Deal. Chat to it's death. happening. No, it's happening. I'm, no, it's done. I am doing a switch class this week. Cool. And i got to get, get in there and i got to let the people know what's what. That's 100%. I'll send you the link. 100%. Where we placed again, where we find Gold's Gym. Uh... So Morningside. Yeah. Five Lower Road. Mm-hmm. Morningside. Or you can just go to our website, www.goldgymsanson.co.za. Gold's Gym Santon, one word, dot co, That's the one. And we're in the mixer. Or Instagram, or is any of our social media channels. Again, Gold's Gym Santon. Gold's Gym Santon. We're in the money. That's it. Easy, All right. Easy. Well, I'll be, I'll be there this week, Brad. That's always been. magical. Dev. Pleasure. 100Ks uh, this week. When, when do you leave for the Vitterberg Mountain? So I'm actually only going down on Friday. Okay. Get down there, race registration, and then 4 a.m. on Saturday morning. We get going. Gun goes off. No turning back. Love it. Man, I love it. Dev, you, you, dude, you're, you're awesome. 
You're Very awesome. Sure. No, and thank I, you. It's for the mindset, bro. It's the mindset. I need to get your mindset. That's what. That's what I'm after. And uh, the, the process you, you're under. And we'll, we'll talk more. I mean, we got 100%. some stuff. We're gonna yeah. set up some stuff yeah. on the other side. Brad, as always. Happy. Thanks, guys. Treat. Good stuff, Jimbo. Give it some thought, pal. You know what I mean? I mean, you you, you are your own man, right? You don't need no man. I, I'm a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. Get him, Jimbo. It's the MKT show. Central.com. Pay your taxes. It won't make you incredible at racing. Because Lewis Hamilton pays absolutely zero tax by living in Monaco. Oh boy, oh boy. This is the MKT show. Not a traditional way to bring a show back. But there is breaking news. Uh, it's Autocar on Twitter. A very simple logo. But uh, simplicity is the highest form of sophistication, the, the Swedish will tell you. And Autocar on Twitter saying breaking news. An autocar source says Audi has bought the entire McLaren group with plans to enter its own team in Formula One. Ladies and gentlemen, with us, because we have to get straight to it, Spike Ballantyne. What? What indeed? What a way to kick it off. McLaren. McLaren. Has been bought. Apparently, let's a, a source says that they have yes. been. Yes, okay, yes. So autocar is yeah. our source, yeah. So there's some intrigue around this because... Um, there's been some management reshuffling, a little bit of a management reshuffle at McLaren. Uh, their CEO, Mike Fluitt, uh, stepped down from his role last month. Yeah. So there's some changes. Um, the working group on the 2026 regulations, which is all about uh, new engines, uh, they've included representatives, representatives from Volkswagen, who, yeah. of, co- of course, they own Audi. Yeah. So a little bit of smoke, possibly a little bit of fire. What does and, that mean? Yeah, the, the next step is what does that mean, right? McLaren's not going anywhere. What, if anything, McLaren, it means it's, they're sticking around. They've been having a bit of financial difficulty. They lost a lot of money last year. They had to sold, sell their magnificent uh, MTC, McLaren Technology Center, to an American leasing company. Yeah. They sold it for some ridiculous hundred and something million pounds yeah. uh, on, a, on a lease-back deal. So they're still there. They're, they're kind of renting their own building, if you like, just so that they can... They can stay where they are. Um, but what it did was it gave them a, an injection of cash so they can carry on operating. But now what this means, if, if this is true, if Audi has bought McLaren, they've bought the entire group. And that uh, means that they're, they're, they're financially stable again. And they'll be around for a lot longer. They'll, I'm pretty sure they'll stay as McLaren Racing and they'll still be a McLaren F1 team. But what it does mean is the potential for Audi to enter as a manufacturer uh, in Formula 1. What do we think of Audi as a Formula One team? Well, they've got a history in Formula One. They were huh? around as, uh, I don't want to lie, but it's, I think it was the 30s, 40s, and 50s. There was an Audi team. Uh, they, had, they had quite a lot of success. Uh, if I mean, my memory doesn't go that far back, but I think they, had, they do have a, a very strong success rate in F1. Uh, they, they haven't been around for a very long time, obviously. I think the most recent involvement on that side was Porsche was involved in the turbo era back in the 80s with McLaren yeah. so yeah they I think they're going to come back look Audi's expanding into motorsport they're entering uh, Dakar as well uh, next year as, a, as an electric competitor so it looks like uh, the engine regulations are kind of meeting what Audi want to do with their road cars going forward and you know F1's a great testing ground for that so it could be could very well be true 
I hope they're buying them. Like, I hope I, they are. I, I, I so hope but, they are. But I hope it's like a just flex, like you, you know how hmm. these gajillionaire companies are, yeah, yeah. where it's you know yeah. us and we want branding. You know what? We'll let you keep McLaren. Everyone knows it. But what we're doing is we're putting Audi on both sides. Mm. McLaren's just on the official name, mm. and that's what the commentators have to say. But yeah. the car is black, four rings, four sprung. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, you strike me as very much. How do I put this? You're in, you're part of the culture. Right, you strike me as like a Audi guy, blacked out windows. You, you, am, I, am I correct? Am I reading you correctly? Yeah, yeah. German engineering. See, I, I, I know what I know, right? <laughs> what do you think of like the baby pitching up at Formula One at because um, you know it's Audi now and black on black? Are you are you loving that thought? Like, could you imagine Formula One just having like uh, Lil Nas and Lil Pump as the as the soundtrack in like three years time? Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, we we saw the American, the American GP. You saw every celeb pitched up there, and Hamilton has a habit of making, uh, you know, his stunts bigger than the actual sport itself. So <laughs> he attracts all the all the big celebs there and turns it into a big PR so, event. So it sounds to me like you're not into Lewis Hamilton. What's the story? No, I'm a I'm a Verstappen fan. Oh, uh, I see. Okay, <laughs> that, that became very, very clear. There was a lot of acid there. <laughs> well, that, that is breaking news. And that, that's, again, great for Formula One. Because what does it do? The conversation is around Formula One. Mm-hmm. Whether true or not, I love it for Formula One. Because yep. it's conversation. It's around the sport. Eyes. Uh, a brand which might appeal to aspiring people. Hey, Audi, my favorite car. What are they in? Formula One? I've heard about... So, great. I, th- I think eyes on the sport, good for everyone, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, what it does is it keeps the conversation alive for a little bit longer towards the new engine regulations in 2026. So, it's reignited that intrigue. It kind of... It was there and thereabouts when Volkswagen was chatting and uh-huh. Porsche was kind of chatting, but it's died down. As you say, now people are talking about it again. So, it'll it'll keep that momentum going. I really hope it's true. Be, it would be awesome to see Audi back in F1. Yeah. no. In no. the modern era. Awesome. The, hey, Germans, more Germans, they get it done. Efficiency, if Formula One is about anything, it is about efficiency. And this weekend we saw maybe one of the greatest sporting performances of the modern era. Wow. And people might say that's a big statement, but mm. let's give them some context. Lewis Hamilton, you know, let's take it from the beginning. Because there was also, there was a lot of malarkey. And I want to be mm. honest, I was ill this weekend, so I didn't really read the articles before the sprint. Right. I didn't really know what was going on. Right, right, right. right. Lewis Hamilton, talk me through the, the beginning of the weekend. What happened? So they had, uh, it was a sprint weekend. Yeah. Uh, so that means there was sprint qualifying. Uh, there's obviously a qualifying for the sprint qualifying. Yeah. Uh, after the first qualifying session, it found, uh, the, the FIA, the stewards found that uh, Hamilton's rear wing was illegal. It failed t- uh, a test. Uh, and so the penalty for failing a scrutineering test is disqualification from qualifying. Uh-huh. So he qualified on pole for the sprint race. Um, but because of that infringement, got demoted to the back of the field. On top of that, he changed his internal combustion engine. It was over the, uh, the allocated amount for the season. He took a five-place grid penalty for that. So had he not been disqualified from qualifying, he would have started five places back from wherever he qualified after the sprint race. Yeah. Anyway, as it turns out, he started the back from for the sprint qualifying. He finished uh, fifth in that race, which is just phenomenal on its own to make up that many places in 24 laps Uh, but then uh, obviously because of the five places got demoted down to 10th and that's where he started race proper and then I have to ask after catching up on some of the reading on exactly what was illegal what was Mm. uh, uh, sorry what was illegal no no well I mean no no I'm saying in terms of 
what's going on? Because I was like, what? Mm. What's going on here? There's a lot of noise before the race. Yeah. Why is he not out for the weekend, by the way? Like, sorry, guys, you can't get that wrong. Yeah, I think the, I think he's probably not out for the weekend because it's something they can fix before the race. Got you. And a penalty, starting from, starting from the back is a huge penalty. Uh, even at a place like Brazil, in a car like uh, the Mercedes that is, you know, it's got huge uh, straight line speed at a place like Brazil where you can overtake easily, it's still a massive penalty and it's something you have to, to, to fight to get back even into the points, never mind to get to the podium, yeah. never mind winning the damn race. Yeah, and people weren't happy, huh? Like, like the other team owners, I'm, I'm hearing the guys saying they do not trust anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Toto Wolff was, I mean, <laughs> he, was, he was the angriest guy oh, in the whole place. Yeah. He, was, you know, he, was, he was upset. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was some talk around uh, Red Bull modifying their rear wing before the race, in other words, uh, pre pre-race after qualifying they modified their wing and i think you know total wolf was like well red bull's allowed to fix their wing why aren't we allowed to fix our wing? different things really because what as far as i can read it red bull qualified with a legal rear wing yeah. that they had to adjust for whatever reasons and they sought permission from from the stewards and from the fia they got it they fixed it Mercedes qualified with an illegal rear wing. Yeah. That's the bottom line. So I think those are the two different things. But Toto Wolff was, was hell of a upset and he had a lot to say about it. Well, yes, you could say uh, Red Bull gives you wings. Red Bull gives you wings. This is a terrible day for mankind. Do you mankind. charge him for that no, kind of promotion? This is terrible for mankind. Yeah. What just happened? It's awful. bad for Red Bull. It's awful. bad for it the gives show. You, awful. It, it, it gives you... Stop it, James. This is the worst day of my Gives life. You Damn. This is honestly the worst day of my life. I mean, I remember one day uh, walking in the shops, and you know, you're in a bit of a rush. I picked up the green Doritos instead of the blue ones, and I thought that I would never know a day on, on this mm. earth mm. as hellish as that. I don't know if you've ever made that mistake. Quick one, green, blue, oh, I'm on the run, mm. and it's not the blue ones. That was the worst day of my life. This is now the worst day of my life. Don't ever do that again, James. Mm. Gives you wings. What? A, what? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, you know, mm. speaking of Red Bull, though, mm. um, also, you, you, you know what? On a serious note, is it is tough when it's Lewis Hamilton because he, here's the thing, right? I'm pretty sure we all know in life how it works. It's like, listen, guys, <laughs> we're going to treat you all fairly. Mm-hmm. We just can't treat you equal. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the thing for me also is that, you know, Toto Wolf had a lot to say about it, but if the positions were reversed. Yeah. You know, if if Red Bull had been found to be illegal, Toto, you know, Toto Wolff would have been, yeah, it's the rules. He must get, uh, they must get disqualified. They must get kicked out. This is the thing that, you know, there's there's not really a modicum of like, okay, yeah, sorry, we made a mistake, and okay, cool, we'll take our punishment. <laughs> yeah. Even though the technical director of Mercedes came out and said, yes, there was a fault. We didn't tighten something, or something failed. And yes, it broke. Toto Wolff was like, no, they were. How come they were allowed and we weren't? It's not yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask a winner for to be objective. No, no, no. You never can. Never <laughs> Toto wants can. to win. No. I don't care about fairness. Exactly. Uh, Sporf on uh, the gram, or is it Twitter, they're saying uh, Lewis Hamilton's weekend really breaking it down beautifully. He's uh, disqualified from qualifying, overtook 15 drivers to go um, from 20th to 5th in the sprint race, um, started 10th due to grid penalty, climbed eight places in 20 laps, quite incredible, overtook Max Verstappen on lap 59, and went on to win hashtag Brazil GP. I mean, that sums it up beautifully, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's, you'll, you'll go a long way back in history uh, to find a stat that says a driver passed 25 cars and won the race from the back of the field. You know, it's, it's phenomenal. And the one thing that I take away from this, and I've said many times on this show, I'm not a Hamilton fan, but you have to appreciate what the guy can do. And if anybody has any doubts about how good a driver he is, 
regardless of whether he's in a Mercedes or not. Yeah. You know, to do what he did this weekend is just, as you say, one of the greatest sporting achievements in a very long time. It, and it's going to be a long time before we see something like that. Because th- this shouldn't happen. There's other billionaires who pay other uh, other multi-millionaires to mm. drive in a car that the smartest brains in terms of IQs on yeah. this planet are working yeah. on. So it's not just like... The thing is, Lewis Hamilton's not just competing against Verstappen for me. There's billionaires that mm. are investing in making sure he fails. Yeah. And he's beaten that Everybody, whole ecosystem. Yeah. And and he'll and Lewis Hamilton will probably say he also beat the system that tried to make sure he, <laughs> lose, he lost. <laughs> Hold him down. He does have incredibly <laughs> terrible slippers that are, are dog have those massive dog ears. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I'm not sure if you've seen those. No, um, thankfully I haven't. I don't want to see them. Don't pull them up. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't need to put them up. But yeah. um, Lewis Hamilton, just an, an incredible uh, figure. Mm. Also, just another thing about the weekend, right? Was that I kind of noticed um, when Lewis was pitting, and he said he wasn't happy with its tires. But there was another really interesting moment. That, mm. Do you think Red Bull? Messed up the. Uh, should they have brought Verstappen in? For those who don't know, there was a, there was that moment when the virtual uh, car the came VSC. out. Yeah, the VSC came out mm. second or third time. Anyway, that's when Botas he went Botas. in and they said he got the cheap stock. Yeah. Do you think Red Bull should have gone in then, or, or did they have to wait because Lewis had kind of undercut them? No, I think that I think if memory serves, Verstappen had already stopped. Hamilton had stopped, uh, and I think it was too soon after f- to bring Hel- to bring Verstappen in again. Yeah, uh, I think you know this season has shown a lot. The track position more, you know, is, is the more important factor uh, in a race as tight as this. If you've got track position, you keep it as much as you can. So I think it would have been a mistake to bring Verstappen in that early. Uh, you know, unless if the weather conditions were slightly different and the chance of a safety car later on was there, then maybe it would have been a risk. But uh, yeah, I think the I think Red Bull's strategy was about as good as they could have done on the day. Yeah. You know, everybody that, that, that mentions Lewis Hamilton, if, if you watch the post-race interviews or the, you read the comments by team managers, drivers, everybody just said he was on a different planet. Those, Checo's words were, he was on a different planet today. Uh, and a lot of the, uh, Christian Horner came out and said he was unraceable because he was so far ahead. So I don't think, you know, let's say that Red Bull had brought Verstappen in under, the safety, under that virtual safety car or any of the safety, you know... Mercedes-Benz most likely would have counted, you know, to, to try to keep in touch. But I think ultimately the race, the, the result was a bit of a foregone conclusion. I had a feeling at the start of the race that Hamilton was, was going to win it just purely on the pace that he showed yeah. uh, in, in the qualifying sprint. One thing which always they need to do more, and it doesn't always need to be the leading guys, there was an awesome thing where they brought Horner in mm-hmm. on the commentary yeah, and yeah. they're talking to him. Yeah. Do it more. No, they do it often. Because, uh, yeah, we, we cannot keep up with yeah. fast speed. Yeah. But track position is everything yeah. or however. He doesn't yeah. quite sound like no, a No, he sounds a bit more posh than that. He does. Yeah, but, yeah. but I love that. Yeah, yeah. But that's, they do that often now. So it's, it, they've got the kind of guys that they speak to regularly. Otmar Safnar from Aston Martin, uh, Andreas Seidel from uh, McLaren. Uh, Uncle Christian well, Audi, from, actually. Oh, sorry, from Audi. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Christian from Red Bull. And they don't speak to Gunter Steiner anymore, which I'm really sad about because he was the best. Oh, he's a firecracker as well. Was, Fantastic uh, guy to chat to. Come after on. you told me about Gunter, I did go and look up some YouTube videos. Oh, so yeah, no, he's He good. is a firecracker. <laughs> Jimbo, did you catch any of that where Christian Horner's, yeah, okay, there's, there's no way, just too fast what Lewis is doing out there. But what we realized, track position is everything. Did, did you catch any of that? Uh, not last night in the Grand Prix, but I have heard uh, them interview the principals before. That, that's a vibe, though. That like, why did they, like? And also, I don't, I don't just want to hear from Red Bull. Like, there's really two teams right at the moment, and I want to hear from even the guys lower back. Like, 
What do you think? Because there's races within races. So, so I've like, been put se- me in the race as well. I want to. I want to hear what they think of Danny Rick and what, what he's up to. You know, I've I've been wanting this for a while now, right? So in in Australia, I think they already do the the like on uh, on field commentary from the ref. Yeah, mm-hmm. where the ref has a mic for the mm-hmm. football. Yeah, but that's just when uh, VAR gets in the mix. Yeah, and yeah, you can hear everything he's saying. Yeah. And they've also sort of introduced it here and there in the US, in the MLS, and uh, I think the division just below the MLS. Dude, if they brought that to football, you know how much... Well, 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 let me stop you there, because I watched the All Blacks playing against Ireland on the weekend. A guy called Dan Cobbles, who... Oh, that who Joe Biden's apparently invested uh, in. Sorry? That Joe Biden's invested in for some reason. Well, in Ireland, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a separate situation. But <laughs> let me just tell you, Dan Coles um, said about one of the Irish guys is he's a... Like, because the rest are mic'd up, and this is why you can't <laughs> probably have it. He said, well, he's a mouthy. See you next Tuesday, isn't he? And that was very clear for children across the world to hear. So it is tricky with sportsmen, especially when the adrenaline's pumping. I mean, you've heard the, the drivers sometimes. No, but that's what I'm saying. I think they should bring it in, put an age restriction on sport. Oh, come on. Give come it to on, us. Now no, you're being ridiculous. Uh, well, I, mean, I suppose they could, they could do what, uh, what they do on... Um, do they still do it with the, with the adult soundtrack and the family soundtrack? Oh, yes. James, you guys won't know anything about no. that. No, 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 no. You, although, you'll never know the suffering. You think you know. What and Spike you, is... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Because we're talking about a different thing. They, don't, they have no idea. Yeah, when you had the old Mnet decoder. Yes. Yes. And yes. then you had to swap between... If you, the default was family. And yeah. then it blocked out all the swearing. Yes. So no, no bad words. But then you could change it to adult and you got like the full soundtrack, swearing and everything. But now you'd have to do the Janet Jackson approach. You'd have to do the Janet Jackson approach because obviously that's pre-dubbed. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the, uh, so in the NFL now, I believe the feed is about seven seconds delayed should anything happen. Mm-hmm. Because what you'd need is somebody on the mic because Lewis Hamilton has let it fly before. <laughs> and they've had to try and figure it out when he's dropping the F-bomb and he's not happy. Is And Max. Uh, all so, of them all of them so uh, I'm totally with you no, you know what you've turned me immediately have the adult one it's available although that's I mean that, Formula 1 right now like you're saying how much did they lose last year like 200 million or whatever I'm not sure if they're in a position to now okay you know what it's hard enough to have one feed you know what we should do have a second feed which is probably going to cost us what 10, 10 million dollars uh, per show oof that's tough no but then also you've got to have, not just have a second feed but you've got to have a second feed by 20 drivers because you're going to have all the drivers feeds crew they're coming in how many crew now beeping you've got beeping, to have. beeping beeping yeah I mean, they, 20 million dollars yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, nah you, but, but there are no bad ideas in brainstorm. Do, do you know what I often wonder about um, so it, it takes a couple of us to run this show live right sure. mm-hmm. and some of us are doing the job of like Two, maybe three people, right? Yeah. Imagine the control room at an F1 race because they per team. constantly... No, no, per team. So, so don't imagine the whole Formula 1 because your mind will blow up. Imagine the control... Because they're keeping an eye on track conditions. Like, I, mean, I listen to what they're saying. They're keeping an eye on track conditions, on tire. There's a team for keeping an eye on the tires. Imagine the control room for the non-content stuff. So now, now think... Oh, we're also making a documentary. Every team, I guarantee you, has their own media team launched there. Then plug in the Formula One team who's doing a documentary on all 20 teams. Think of the control room 
to make it work for everyone. All right, you're allowed there. You can go there. No, you can't go there because obviously the rule is you can't have cameras on camera. We can't have McLaren's guys in the Formula One documentary, which were making uh, Ferrari versus Red Bull. Like, imagine the logistics. Because that's happening, by the way. Hey, I, has, I'm, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I'd have a stroke after my first week being employed. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the the, the whole Netflix thing. That's what, <laughs> another thing that makes it. You know, if, it's such a great series anyway because of the story they weave together. But just the logistics around it are mind blowingly impossible. How, how big is the Formula One team? How, like, like how many guys do you reckon? Uh, I think it's some of the bigger teams are up to 400 people. But 400? Yeah, but that's not at the track, though. But, uh, like, but moving At the track, on. probably 80 to 100 people. That's mental. 60 to 80 people, maybe? That, that's that's a school. Some schools are 100 people. Also, as Most an Irish... Are 60 people. <laughs> as an Irish representative, I think it's unfair to scold well, the Irish, Irish for... I mean, one-quarter Jewish as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean. But, I mean... Swearing and cussing is a regular Irish thing. So here's the problem, it's, Ryan. it's unfair to Ryan, Ryan, here's the throw it on the Irish, you know what I mean? Tiny little country called Ireland isn't the whole world. Also, no, no, fair enough. Also, a large part of it is drinking, but you want F1 drivers rocking up drunk to you. Or, or potatoes. I mean, it's yeah, not the war on, anymore. Really. We, we can't just eat potatoes because the war ended long ago, you know. <laughs> so we, we, we can't just go, what do the Irish do? Let's copy and paste. <laughs> control C, if you're on Windows, shout out to Control C, Control V. We can't just control, we can't just copy and paste. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I like your enthusiasm, but it's absolute madness, pal. I mean, you, you got to get that thinking out of here. It's madness. Great we, game, though. We're trying to take F1 uh, International. Spike, before we go to a break, yeah. Valentino Rossi, I mean, all time. Uh, look, I I'm not a I'm not a bike guy. I mean, to me, motorbikes have got two wheels too few. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, an in, uh, incredible career, and uh, it's it's always sad to see a, a guy like that retire, hang up his helmet. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, he's given us some some great sporting memories. So. Absolutely. He, he he raised some of us. Like yeah. I don't care who you are, you've been on the bike. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's Ryan. He has bought. Uh, I can't say the brand, but it is the VR46 version uh, that he's bought because the great Valentino Rossi. And shout out to you, Valentino. You have done everything. Maybe pay your taxes, though. Uh, this is the MKT show. It, it, before, sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. Uh, no, I am, though. But before we go to a break, Ryan bought like three cases. No, he said he would. Of the same no, he energy drink. Is, yeah. this, is this the energy drink show? Because we've had Red Bull's tagline. Now we're talking about some other energy drink. How do, do you get sponsors? You know, do you know Ryan <laughs> doesn't drink water. He only drinks uh, Monster. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. And but I mean, in his defense, I mean, there's some water in Monster, surely. <laughs> <laughs> no, sure. Ryan, I hadn't looked at the world from this from that lens. <laughs> so we've got plenty to talk about. Brazil was electrifying yesterday. Uh, looking forward on the other side. More F1. Spike Valentine. It is the MKT show. There's no for stopping Hamilton. <sighs> huh? Ryan? Anything there? 
Nah. All right. Well, we'll move on. Uh, let's get straight into it because that was obviously a brilliant joke. It's a tough room, though. It is a tough room. It is demanding. You know. Yeah, but we have heard that one about seventy-four times before. But I integrated no for stop in Hamilton. Nah. All signs were nah. that nah. you couldn't for stop Hamilton. No, you just keep adding layers. Okay. No, no, it's talking of talking for stop, and I mean, mm. ultimately, how should he feel about? That's agonizing. You know, because yeah. what was it? Fifty-nine of seventy-one, him. Uh, what did he got overtaken? Yeah, by? yeah it was it was kind of seventy-five percent of the race, basically. Uh, hmm. Yeah, you know what? I think as at that level, you kind of know when you beat. Yeah, you know, and he defended as well as he could. You know, there were some complaints about him maybe defending a little bit too hard, mm. uh, pushing uh, Hamilton off. I think lap forty-eight. Uh, there was an attempt to tur- overtake around turn two, I think, or turn three. And, um, yeah, they, they both went really wide. As Hamilton put it politely, they both ran out of road. But uh, I was quite surprised that Verstappen didn't get a penalty for that move because he, I mean, he basically ran Hamilton off the road by going really way too wide. It's elbows out racing, Spike. Yeah, there's, uh, but there's a line. You know, you, there's, there's elbows out and then there's kind of making it impossible and being a bit unsporting. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, the, the, the thing is, no one, there was no onboard shot of, of the movement of his steering wheel. So we don't know if he understeered or you know, maybe there didn't look like there was any uh, oversteer. So he wasn't really correcting anything. But maybe he just understeered and didn't, you know, couldn't find the traction. That's why he went wide. Uh, the stewards obviously have got all the data. They looked at it and said, ah, nothing required. Let's carry on. So what are we saying about uh, Hamilton's fine, by the way? Which one? How many did you get? Or... Oh, no, so oh, the fine, yeah. You got a fine for um, for releasing his seatbelts before he got yes. back to the pits. 5,000 euro. Which is, you know, I think uh, the thing is, if you want to celebrate, if, if you said to Hamilton, look, you're going to win. Yeah. But in winning, you're going to celebrate so hard, it's going to cost you 5,000 euro. Hamilton would have said, that's fine. I don't mind so much. Yeah, I'll pay, I'll pay yeah. 50,000. Yeah, exactly. In I fact. mean, as it turns out, Verstappen ended up paying 50,000. But <laughs> what was this? Let me put it this way. If he said to Verstappen, look, pal, you can, you can come second and pay 50,000 euro. You know, are you up for it? He probably would have said no. He would, he'd, he'd rather just go it on his own and, and see where he came from. I see up. what you're saying, yeah. 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 Where it's much better value in Hamilton's fine for the win. And, and what's Verstappen's fine? Uh, he touched the rear wing of Hamilton's car uh, after qualifying. Um, which it's such a weird story because the the rule is once the cars are in park for after qualifying all the cars are going to park for me i.e. no one can touch them no one can do anything unless it's a safety related issue brakes, tyres whatever the case may be um, and unless you get permission from the FIA so immediately after um, the qualifying session they parked up in park for me uh, Verstappen got out and walked over he walks to the back of his car and he sort of touches the wing yeah and then he walks to hamilton's car and he touches the wing yeah and that is not allowed under the strict regulations you are not allowed to even touch the car and so uh the fia and the stewards it was really weird because the evidence came from a spectator who was filming across in the grandstand what and if this is you know if this is what the, the fine is fifty thousand euro if the rules are that strict surely you have should have better policing inside the paddock where you know people can see you a lot closer up have cameras there everywhere you know like you're yeah. not poor um james your thoughts on max was seven fifty thousand euros around about um I, I i thought some of it was quite funny but what i thought was funny yeah is um there's a video on the f1 the official f1 page on instagram yeah um where it's vettel has just pulled up 
um, after, I think it was after qualifying. And he said, he, he pulled up behind Hamilton and he said, I'm just going to get out quickly and uh, touch touch uh, Hamilton's rear wing. Uh, and oh. then the guys over the common, uh, over on the pit wall had said to him, don't you dare do that. And he was like, Maybe I should just touch the front wing. It'll be 25k. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's awesome. There was also a good chip from uh, Hamilton's engineer after the race. After he got out the car, he's just like he, Hamilton's engineer said to him, "Okay, just don't touch anything in the pit lane. Don't don't touch any <laughs> other car. Whatever you do." D- does Max have clubs yet? Like Red Bull clubs? How, how are they missing that as a like a marketing angle to it's like really let's lean into? It. When when have you heard someone go? Oh, what I really need is a new pair of clogs. Yeah, but sorry, no, no, that that doesn't work. Before uh, Steve Jobs said, you know what, you know what, should do, we should have something where you can phone your mom, but also listen to the latest bangers. People weren't saying, hey, you know what we need is something I can phone my mom on and have the latest Taylor Swift songs. And then Steve Jobs said, hey, you're all morons. You need this Apple. Where are they now? Dude. So when I, I promise you, think about. Uh, Yay released those disgusting croc things. You no, can't no, no. buy them. You release 10,000 Max Verstappen Red Bull clogs. Come on. Do you know why I think clogs haven't quite taken off, regardless of Red Bull or whatever it is? Is I think they're missing a collab, and the, the, the collab should be like clogs X Jordan. Ah, uh, I see yeah, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a crossover yeah. feel. Yeah. And yeah. they're like high top leather clogs. Yeah. 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 No, not bad. Not bad. Or maybe like because of the... It's lilies, hey, in, in Holland. Uh, tulips. 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 <laughs> you partner up. Trifecta. Guys, we're sitting Jordan, on a gold yeah. mine here. I'm just saying. Sorry? I'm just saying. We're sitting on a gold mine. No, I'm telling you. So you, you go uh, florist. You got to get... I don't know who the most banging florist is in Holland. And you get that that florist. Michael Jordan involved. Red Bull. Clogs. Dash is good. Yeah. And then uh, you call them Verstompen. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> guys, we're making... Hey? There we go. Copyrights. For stomping. Nice. 2021 copyright NKT. Nice. Oh my gosh, dude. Nice. There we go. You took it to, to a whole nother level. Um, <laughs> nice. we, we were talking about uh, McLaren a little bit earlier. Yeah. Had their stuff. Had their stuff. Uh, Scudero Ferrari against Woo. McLaren. That was sure. cooking as well. Yeah, it was, uh, it was looking good for a time uh, in qualifying because it was... Uh, you had uh, the two teams close together in the top 10. And then... Um, it just got, kind of all went wrong for McLaren. Uh, Norris tried an ambitious move on the outside of, of Sainz going into turn one at the start. Mm. I think he turned in a little bit too early by the looks of things. I think he thought he was a little bit further ahead than he was. You know, whether he kind of felt he had to turn in there in order to make the corner or he just thought he was clear of Sainz, uh, you know, we don't know. But it ended his race effectively. He, he then had to limp back to the pits. Benefited from the safety cars and the VSC and, you know, managed to claw back one point mm-hmm. uh, for the second race in a row. And uh, Danny Rick retired. He was having a good battle, uh, had some good overtakes, but uh, eventually retired with uh, with an engine concern. So uh, it, it kind of fell apart for McLaren in the end. Uh, Ferrari are looking good for that third position in the Constructors' Championship for the end of the year. They are just looking very strong. It looks like they're peaking at the right time. Whereas McLaren may have peaked a little bit early and they're kind of dropping back now, which is uh, which is sad. Uh, it would have been nice to see McLaren hold on to third just for consistency's sake 
you know, from last season. Yeah, I, I mean, but they're probably Danny Rick's probably going. Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't really want to drive for Audi. Yeah. Oh, this is tough on me. So it's tough on my mental health. I'm, I'm ridiculously handsome. He says. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. No, no, no. He's, he's ridiculously handsome. That, those are his yeah. words. Yeah. Do not shoot the messenger. Great to have Ferrari back, dude. Like, yeah, like, absolutely. I don't care who you are. At some stage, as a little uh, boy or girl, when mm. you thought about cars, you said, "Oh," and even in. Hey, you think you're Michael Schumacher. You, mm. you know, it's a general term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a Ferrari yeah. thing. Yeah, the thing is, you know you've made it when you become a verb. You know, like, to Google something. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, that kind of thing. And you're right. It's like, oh, he drives like Michael Schumacher. Or, you know, he thinks he drives a Ferrari. And it is. It's really great to see them back after they, you know, their, their years of struggle. Um, you know, they, they've had a succession of world champs through there that couldn't turn the team around. And now they've got these young guys. And, sure, it's taken time. And they've, they've kind of swapped out their management over the years. Yeah. But they seem to have a clear progression now. And it's really good to see that big brand heading back to the top. And I'm looking forward to the next couple of seasons having not just the two guys in Red Bull and Mercedes up front, but having the four teams fighting each other. Because I think it's getting to that point, maybe not at the start of next season, but certainly you know, 2022, 2023, you're looking at a, a four-way fight for the championship. I, I'm really hoping it's going that way. That's good for everyone. Absolutely. It's, it's, that is, parity yeah. is good yeah, absolutely, and that is what—that's what the what the regulations that were supposed to kick in this year, uh, with the new car concept and you know the new regulations. That what it, that's what it's supposed to bring to to the sport is that bit of parity, and yeah, I, I think it'll be phenomenal to see McLaren fighting Ferrari, fighting Mercedes, fighting Red Bull. But good for you, bro. Good. good uh, listen, um, <laughs> Pierre Gasly is that guy living? Uh, is he living in a Truman <laughs> Show at, at some stage? Damn it. That poor guy. <laughs> At some stage, he's going to wake up and push the door and it's just going to fall over because it's yeah, a set yeah. that's actucally made up to make his life look electrifying at all times. Yeah. I mean, the the guy really does... I feel sorry for him because he has such... Uh, he's had such a consistent run of really good performances. You know, even this past race, you know, he was battling Alonso and he was having... You know, uh, close battles with his with his uh, fellow Frenchman Ocon. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's single-handedly dragging AlphaTauri, you know, into the championship battle with Alpine, uh, and he's he's a great performer. He qualifies regularly very well. I think his average qualifying this season is like sixth, um, and he just puts in these strings of uh, not always the best results or the biggest points hauls, but certainly in terms of impressive performances. Yeah. Against you know those around him, he's he's pulling it out the bag every single time. And I don't know if it's because, you know, he's Pierre Gasly and people aren't paying attention or because the battle for, at the front is so intense that no one's really looking behind. But the guy needs more drama. He needs something to go, hey, you know, look at Pierre Gasly, look at what he's doing. Instead of the post-race interviews where people are going, oh, nice race, Pierre. And he goes, yeah, I'm really happy. It was a good battle. It's good to be here. You know, the, the guy needs something to shine more of a spotlight on him because he really is going under the radar. And I don't think it's deserved. I think he needs to have more praise and more attention heaped on him. Phenomenal we, driver. Let's get some of the team principles on that aren't the Red Bull. And I'm telling mm. you, that, that that's a huge part of it. Like, yeah. like again, the, this is happening all in the background. Like, we only ever really get to see Mazza spin and the front of the race. I mean, largely. I mean, they are kind of cutting to, to the middle of the race every yeah. now and then. But, but I want to see... You know what? F1 app. Let's talk about that because yeah. this is where they could come in. Well, they do. I mean, the, the F1 app allows you to follow specific drivers. Yeah. Uh, it gives you unedited pit radio. It gives you, you know, all the data, all the tracking. So you can you can basically direct your own race. So from that point of view, it's phenomenal. Uh, you know, if, if there's a close battle you want to follow, 
you can just call up that driver and, and see what that battle is. You don't have to rely on, on the live feed that some other director's giving you. Now, now in the break, you did break some news mm, to me yeah, uh, no. that the, the app has gone a level up. Yeah. Tell so, us everything about it. So previously, F1 TV Pro was only available on uh, devices like tablets and, and phones and, uh-huh. and, and online. Uh, but this last week, they released uh, an app for a big screen. So um, if you've got an Apple TV or a Samsung Smart TV or you know something that, that runs an app, you can now get the F1 TV Pro app for your big screen, which is just the best news ever. Uh, so if you if you are subscribed and you haven't downloaded for your smart TV yet, do that because it's worthwhile. And if you haven't subscribed, really you should and download the app because it's the best way to watch Formula One. It is an awesome way yeah. to watch uh, F1. It James, is. James, you on the app? I I am on the app. Um, subscribed or you you're doing the El Cheapo thing because you can't even get a Spotify Premium for whatever you don't see the value. There. I've got Spotify Premium uh, and YouTube. Oh. Ah, you, you just got an ad blocker because you want to steal from the from the content creators. Anyway, so I do have the F1 app. <laughs> um, not subscribed, but that's because I don't need to. I watch the thingy on DSTV now. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, not DSTV now. Not DSTV. Damn it. Come on. What a casual. Come You're such on. a casual dude. You know, you still get all of the, the Sky infographics yeah, yeah, and all yeah, of those things. Yeah, you know, on F1 TV Pro, you still get a race build-up. He's a casual. Yeah. You, you, but then you know, I, don't, I don't see a difference. Show. Okay, so DSTV Now also, same. You're a casual. You get, well, do you get an hour of post-race on DSTV Now? No. I think you probably get about half an hour, but they do do like so a post-race. So gives you double. No, they, sorry, where, where is this? No, I this promise is a, this you. This is a lie. At the end of the race, they show the, champagne. Yeah, yeah. And then they have the British guys. Yeah, terrific race. Boom, out of there. No, not always. So they also have interviews with drivers or principals or any people that were involved in controversial things. Live. I promise you. No, but that's, I'm saying that's part of the race. I want guys sitting in a studio. Boom, Afterwards. let's break it down. First 10 laps. Yeah. But what's the difference if you're sitting in the studio or in the paddock speaking to Toto, Toto Wolf? No, the, this is um, crazy what you're saying. This is like saying, okay, let's take it to football, James, to break it down to what you're saying. Right? What's the difference between Michael Owen and them sitting there or the next morning now, I want to talk about... No, this is on the same day. No, no, I understand race. what you're saying. I'm saying what Spike's saying is there's a whole show dedicated to the race. Not just a, hey, we're in the vibe action. How'd, how'd your race go? I want a bunch of experts sitting down and I'm getting that on the app because I'm not an El Cheapo like you. I, I, I saw the race. I saw a debriefing. I, I don't need... Uh, I saw a couple of interviews casual. with people. Great. Yeah. I don't need... To be debriefed like I'm actually one of the drivers. You're not the type of guy I want to watch uh, Formula One with as a oh, racing no, aficionado please, can we myself. Watch Formula One together. Well, I don't want to watch with you, but uh, you know I want to talk to aficionados like Spike. <laughs> you got no clue. This guy, casual. Please, uh, can we watch Formula One together? Do you watch on your? And you strike me as the disgusting type of person who watches uh, sports events on your cell phone or something. The, While I in watch, bed, yeah. eating cookies. Oh yeah, in his bed. Oh, yeah. definitely eating. Yeah, that's yeah. James's thing. In bed, doesn't care crumbs. Oh. Um, just, in fact, he, he turns over just to mush him into the into the bed. So you can have breakfast in bed the next morning. Yeah, like oh, jeez, yeah, crumbs. Score. Oh, that's where that chocolate yeah. went. Yeah. So I, I can't even remember what the question was. Oh, it doesn't matter now. You're an El Cheapo. What do you know? <laughs> fair enough. So that, that fair F1 enough. app now made for TV. Now, Winner, yeah, yeah, and that, worth every cent of that. Uh, 80 bucks a month or whatever it is. Five, what's that? Five dollars? Yeah, exactly. Five US dollars? I mean, what kidding? are you paying for DSTV now, James? Like a thousand rand a month? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'll cheaper this stuff. I'm a sponge, dude. It's, it's not mom. my DSTV yeah, now. Oh, like life gets hard. He runs home. All oh, right. That's James's thing. Mm-hmm. What an I do pay for my own Netflix, so that's cool. James, 
you're probably watching that on your phone as well. No, I, I, everything I watch, I watch it on my Xbox, which is connected oh, to my TV. No. It's connected. Oh, Ryan, now wait, Ryan's Xbox. got something to say there. Yeah, why is sure, that? Ryan's upset about Ryan's the Xbox. not happy there. Why are you watching to your Xbox? Because uh, I don't have a decoder. Get Apple TV. Oh, no, that yeah. means he has to pay money. Yeah, he has to go and buy Ryan. one. He's not going to do yeah, that. This is Ryan. a guy who can't pay five dollars for an experience of the the finest like engineering sport on earth. No way. Get that out of here. I want to. I want to be an El Cheapo and watch yeah. F1 How? on my cell phone, which is a thirty. <laughs> How expensive are Apple TVs these days? Does anyone know? They're like no, no. You can pick one up for like two grand. And, exactly. No, no. Forget about that. Sorry, you're asking the wrong question. What's the value? Price yeah. is what you get. Value is what... You know what I mean? Uh, price is what you pay. Value is what you so, get. So why must I spend two grand on a little box thingy when my Xbox has Twitch, YouTube, DSTV Now, Netflix, every other thing that I watch, yeah, but Amazon then, but Prime? Then, but every time then you're putting, you're putting a show on, you look like a kid holding a remote. Like, let me just scroll <laughs> to my YouTube. Just give me a second. TV, uh, YouTube. But Apple yeah, TV. Yeah, Ryan, you're, you're, you're assuming there that James has got someone to... To impress in exactly. The I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> but, but but having said this, I mean in Formula One, um, in Formula One terms, you're you're maybe this is maybe this is why your lady's always like you should visit at our house because I would imagine yeah. her parents have like a big TV. Cause yeah, if her parents if, come over to your place, then you no, there's your no Xbox way she's control. inviting them there. James wouldn't realize. Get but, your Xbox control. Hold on, let me go to YouTube quick. Yeah, yeah. and they, they're from the farms. Uh, the like I can imagine <laughs> his lady's mom going leave Arda. <laughs> I, I wish all this back and forth banter. What going on, on? This is And also Xbox, James. Come on. Come PS, on. PS5. That's a whole other discussion. Yeah, you got Xbox. To, I mean, come on, Paul. Damn it, guys. You've actually really made me want to go home and do, <laughs> Not be all, an do all of the things you mentioned, like buy an Apple TV. Well, just and... don't be cheap. No, you're, you're being cheap at this How thing. am I being cheap? Just <laughs> how am I being cheap? All right. Okay, but James, but, if we have to explain it, then you yeah. won't get it. That's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> oh, wow. Listen, um, this weekend a, a big issue was track temperature, right? Brazil, mm. not Europe. I mean, mm. uh, debris everywhere. Now, if they think they're having problems with temperature there, we're we're on our way to Qatar. Qatar, <laughs> yeah. So it's. I also thought that, actually. I was like, wow, so, you know, what does it hold for the rest of the season? Because now we're three races left, super tight at the top. Yep. We've got three desert tracks left, right? And who's it going to favor? Because traditionally, the Mercedes hasn't done that well of managing its rear tire temperatures. Yep. Besides Barcelona, where it, where it did okay. Uh, but the corollary, it's a big word, yep. to that is that, you know, the Mercedes tends to do better later on on its tires even though the Red Bull seems to manage it. When it gets to the end of the life of the tyre, the Red yeah. Bull kind of falls off where the Mercedes manages to hang on. And I figured, well, you know, if it's a, if it's a temperature issue, like it will be in the desert, you know, surely it's going to play into the hands of the Red Bull. We go to Qatar next. First time F1 has raced there. It's been a, a, a motorbike circuit for the last, I don't know how many years. First time F1's going to be there. They race uh, sort of late afternoon. Yeah. And the temperatures aren't as high as I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be kind of 30s, 31, 32, they're actually kind of mid to late 20s. So you're racing 27, 28 degrees, which means track temperature isn't that high, which means you know the heat is probably manageable. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens in Qatar with uh, Red Bull versus Mercedes because you know you, you read online who you know what what uh, team those tracks favor. Some people say it favors Mercedes, others say it favors Red Bull. Some people say there's no way of telling. So the the next race in particular is going to be interesting. 
Saudi, uh, when we get there, it will probably favor the Mercedes a bit more just because it's uh, it's a bit more of a flowing circuit. So um, you probably see an advantage Mercedes there. But Abu Dhabi also, you know, who's who's going to be an advantage there? We have three races left, so it's going to be a cracker. It is going to be a cracker. James, give us that graphic of the point standings as we, as we head out. Because as we head into these last three races, um, hey... When was the last time it was this? Like, this is... This tight. Like, on... Wow, yeah. It's, we're racing now. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at that. The top 10 again, from this weekend's racing. Mm. Lewis Hamilton. Hey, Botas. Bo- Bo- I, I, I enjoyed oh, Botas going... Uh, we, I think we've just thrown away an easy one, too. I don't know if you heard him say that. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't did uh, you hear him say I that? I heard him say that. I'm, I'm, I'll try to work out why he would say that. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know what strategy he had in his head, but and let's be honest, I don't, like maybe Lewis Hamilton needs to come out and say sorry in public because mm. I don't know if you heard him. I think it was after his second stop. He goes, "No, this is not what I asked for." It was oh, a little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, a little contentious. No, no, there. No. But he, the thing about that that comment was so amazing because he was it wasn't like he was full of adrenaline and shouting. He was like, "Oh come on, God!" Yeah, <laughs> you heard oh, that. You see, but this, this is another reason why I don't like Hamilton because I mean I watched that and I was like, he rips his team on air all the time. And then he's like, and then um, Bottas comes in and says, oh, we lost the easy one too. Yeah. And there comes Hamilton flying out the window, like at number one. So his team actually chose the best route for him to go. But there's no like, oh, I'm sorry, by the way. This is, you know, me apologizing. This is uh, well done. At the end, he's like, well done, team. And yeah. I'm like, get out of here. No, but there, there have been there have been occasions where the teams apologize to him for for messing up strategy. So they don't, sure. they, they don't always get it right. But I mean, surely they discuss this before, like, what's gonna happen. I mean, I know race is unpredictable, but like, surely they have a discussion beforehand. Like Hamilton will say, "Listen, when I say medium, go medium. Don't well, don't well, second well, guess." Well, Ryan, and now I mean, it's it's quite difficult to separate the message from the messenger there because you have made it clear you are Team Verstappen, and I can hear some of the toxicity. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing there, the other thing there is that on the hard tire uh, no one had raced the hard tire you know I think I think half the teams hadn't even tested with a hard tire there, so yeah. they had no idea how it was going to last but they put Hamilton on the right tire because the data they were seeing from the, the previous tire from the medium tire was that it wasn't the one to go for and that's the thing as much as the driver's feeling stuff and going oh well this is the tire I need the team's looking at the data going that tire's not going to last we're going to put you on the other one well and Ryan to because you can't stand Lewis Hamilton and, and you know I think I don't think it's that you hate Lewis Hamilton it's that you love Max Verstappen right is let's just go back a couple of weeks ago called a few short months ago in Russia a driver went against team mm-hmm. of the vibe because drivers only care about themselves and there. You, you, you know, uh, um, I think uh, I forget uh, one of the commentators said it beautifully in that race is that you actually need to take it out of the driver's hands because drivers race to every corner. You, you know, they are in it. They are they are terrible at big time strategy as much as they think they are. So you got to forgive the winners. I, 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 you got to forgive Lewis because. He's racing every corner. He's feeling what he's feeling at that yeah, moment. Yeah. The team sees data, yeah, exactly heat, that. debris. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're so, looking, they're looking at, at safety car possibilities. They're looking at gaps to, you know, if they pit now, where they're going to come out. They look at, they got so, they got a much bigger overview of the, of the, of the event than the driver does. And Lewis wants to win the next corner. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, Ryan, I do know you, you love Max Verstappen, but come on, give, give the guy a break. Spike Valentine, we're in Qatar. It's going to be apparently not as hard as I thought it would be. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a, a, a dusk race, and um, the first time everyone's going to be there, so all bets are off, I guess. Oh, James, 
as soon as uh, that race starts, let me tell you what Max Verstappen is saying. Dusk is good. He's not German. I when <laughs> when when you first said Spike wearing Qatar, that from that moment I was trying to think of a pun, and you beat me to it. Yeah, mm. so, Dusk is good, but mm-hmm. also not not very not very good. So. Dusk so. is good for for, for stomping. The stomping. The stomping. I I would yeah. trademark those. Bro, cars. I'm t- telling you, Red Bull, for, big time florist, Jordan for stomping. MKT should don't forget copyright. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Trademark, do the R. And then we can branch off into like other sort of areas, like um, those other shoes, Crocs. Melville. We can do Crocs. Oh, sorry, no, no, you Crocs. didn't mean that. Yeah, no, like Post Malone has his own line of Crocs. We oh, can do no, Crocs. no, no. See, that was the problem. RD comes in now. Now it becomes the culture. Why is Post Malone getting involved in Formula One? I do kind of want it to still say Rolex and stuff like that. Mm. I, I don't need every Tom, Dick, and Harry coming in thinking that. We're now going to make this for everyone. No, I quite like that Formula One is for very few people. Mm. I don't need post Malone well, coming. I was in just there. saying we, uh, like, we like can maybe do... s- like let's cap it at Nora Jones. I'd like class. <laughs> we get a little Nora Jones in there. Uh, maybe Attenborough. Was... These are the kinds of people I want around there. Like I, I like was just thinking Honda about Lisa Rice is allowed at the Formula One. Let's I... not just have any bums. You know what I mean? I was thinking about diversifying our portfolio, but yeah, it's fine. Nah, no, yeah. I'm all about Bitcoin. Hey, listen, I just want to end on one thing. Um, I'm going to gripe about it. Yes, uh, I hate the fact. That uh, Hamilton owns the Senna legacy. It bugs me so much that it's like, oh, he's channeling his inner Senna. Oh, he's doing it for Senna. Oh, he's got the Senna colors on his helmet. You know, Hamilton's amazing. He's yeah. one of the greatest drivers ever. He's not Senna. And I'm not even a Senna fan. Yeah. What I'm saying is that don't get the two confused. You know what I mean? Let yeah. Senna be Senna. Let Hamilton be Hamilton. And like, don't keep confusing the two and conflating the two. Yeah. It just it doesn't do either of them any good justice. What's the word? No, no I mean, listen, Senna is just a, a phenomenal figure, but uh, I think uh, Lewis is working hard on, on, on improving his image to get there. You, you might say he's he's Etten there. He's mm. mm. what? He's Etten there. Lewis Hamilton's Etten there. Oh, I was I was thinking more because also again when Spike said Etten Senna, I was trying to, and I was going more with. It makes no sense. Sense. No, but he's Etten there. He's Etten there. I think what we should do is just stop while we're ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, that's it. And yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's even an argument that we're not really ahead, but maybe we should stop. <laughs> <laughs> Spike Valentine, you're awesome. To the boys in the back. <laughs> what an awesome, awesome performance. Congratulations uh, to Sir Lewis Hamilton on an incredible, incredible sporting achievement. No matter where uh, your allegiances lie, you have to say... Folks, let's just sometimes, let's get out of our feelings, appreciate greatness. It is so rare, it is gone in a second. Congratulations, Lewis Hamilton. And uh, for Monday, remember, if you have joined us, please click like if you're with us on Cliff Central Sport. Otherwise, uh, like, share, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. This has been the MKT Show. But for now, we are the hell out of here. Hey, what's happening? It is your hostess of the mostest, MKT here uh, from the infamous MKT show, live on Cliff Central Sport on YouTube. Catch myself and many other passionate sports fans, enthusiasts, uh, maniacs live on YouTube every day from 12 till 2 p.m. Central African time and from 3 to 5 live on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com or wherever you may consume Cliff Central's content. 
In case you missed the live stream, the MKT Show is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe. Be a friend, tell a friend. If you're joining us for the very first time on YouTube, hit that button. The button is below. Get involved in the comment section. This is Mbulelo Kayele Tutinta, and I approve this message. Yes, you can. Cliffcentral.com